BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. One hundred and fifty and a half hours. We are down to one hundred and fifty and a half hours, people. We're getting there. Yes, welcome in. Happy Monday. Happy Super Bowl week. Yes, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let that let that rain upon you. Super Bowl week. Yes, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. What's up, fellas? How we doing? What up? What up? Uh, by the way, by the way, um, your meds are in the mail. Should ride up at your house uh, any day now. You know what? Scientists and doctors have not discovered the meds that they can they can help me, Derek Gunn. They're, they are they they haven't been created yet. Hopefully someday. See, I, I know what you're like this week, but see, I, I I equate this week to it's like climbing a mountain. There are goals you achieve before you get to the mountaintop. Like prime example, the first first step for me is the fact that I'm looking by midweek. The temperature jumps to the mid 50s and close to 60 on my Friday. And then at Friday, it's the weekends here. And then Saturday, have a big family event coming up on Saturday. And then the game on Sunday. Mm -hmm. See, I climb various peaks to get that adrenaline to to where it needs to go. Yeah. Bro, it's a great time in in, in our lives right now, man. We're talking about playoff football. Not just playoff football, but Super Bowl football. Yep. I mean, this is amazing, man. Plus, you know, I looked at my credit report. My credit report is good. I'm in good standing. I mean, you know, shit is good for me right now, bro. <laughs> so glad. So glad your credit report's okay, man. 
<laughs> Thank God. Uh, See? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. Oh, oh man. All I'm right, just so, saying, man. I'm just saying, I know. man. <laughs> Listen, man. That's good. Whatever, whatever yeah. you can sprinkle in, that's good. Right. Is, is I'm, I'm all in. Uh, well, we're gonna sorry, join Mom. it a little bit. Uh, we're gonna, <laughs> I know you're leaving Wednesday. And, yes, and we're leaving gonna, Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have you with us joining us from Arizona on Thursday and Friday. So in a little bit, a couple minutes, we're going to have Jimmy Kemsky from Philly Voice. He's out there. So today is is what they essentially call – they call it like opening night now. It yes, used to just yes. be called media day, but it's yes. basically when – I, When I won mine, it was media day. Right. Now it's an event. Now it's all televised and, and the whole thing. And this is where you get the goofiest stuff. This is where you get the – the reporter, you know, the, you know, from, from all over the place, entertainment tonight, people who don't know the first thing about football. It's all those kind of things. And the scenery, the scenery that you will see, you have to be there. See, you can't even describe it. What you're standing next to, to your right and to your left, you you can't describe it sometimes. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's for effect and attention, uh, but it works for them, you know, uh, some of them wear these goofy costumes, like Barney costumes, like, like character costumes. And then there are others who are scantily dressed. And yeah. you're thinking, okay, I see what you're doing here. And, of course, it's like that old E.F. Hutton commercial because everybody's like this. Right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, get gun. Hey, man. Uh, I, I, I love this part of it because I, I tell you, my my uh, my Super Bowl, Yeah. Um, like – it was, it was, you know, they had the, the big, you know, the big 10 players, mm-hmm. you know, 10 guys. Mm-hmm. And in between the 10 guys, you know, there's, there's, you know, guys that come in, you know, they, they bring you in a certain months, you know, during the time and what you can sit down. If people want to ask you questions, ask you questions. So it just so happened when I was up, I'm sitting there and I got this whole crowd of people. I mean, all these people, you know, look at that, but I'm like, damn, they're not answering me any questions, but little did I know I knew, but you know what I'm saying? I, I look over. I got Troy Polamalu sitting right here, <laughs> and I got Jerome Bettis sitting right here. So they were all there trying to talk to them, and I'm just sitting there like <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. See, someone needs to be better. By the way, again, <laughs> good morning, Mama Brooks. Uh, good morning, Mom. Depending on where you are. But um, I, I think this is what I think. I think they got, like, someone's got to be looking out better for you. Like, you, you, can't, <laughs> you can't drop you right between those two. Like, give me a break, man. Like I felt good about it. No, I mean it's cool. Saying, like you're going to be ignored if that if you're you know any of us would. It's not a knock on you. You're talking about two Hall of Famers, man. That well, you're, see, you're stuck between. At that point, I I wasn't talking about being in the media or anything like that. I didn't need to talk to anybody, anyways. I was just happy to be there, just taking it all in. I hear it was, you. No, it was year eleven for me. You know, this is year eleven. Yeah, that's special, so, man. To, to get right. it that late in your career too. Right. That's, so that's awesome. I just took it all in, man. I, I sat back, mm-hmm. took it all in, man. Look at all the festivities around me. But once again, I never get to go. But this will be the warmest Super Bowl game I've 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 been a part of. You know, in covering. You know, remember when? Yeah, I, when man, I, you you are going polar <laughs> opposite from, from the last one. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, my 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 Super Bowl was in Green Bay. I mean, uh, was in uh was in um Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, you know, but it was cool though because you know Detroit, you know Bussy's from Detroit. It was his last game. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it, it was cool in that aspect, man. But it, you know, it's 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 nothing like it, man. It's the biggest, it's the most watched event in the world. Incredible in right? the world, yeah. It's number one, even ahead of, even ahead of soccer. You know, or what do they call over there, football, yeah, the, football, yeah, World yeah. Cup, all that kind yep. of stuff. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome, man. It's awesome. And again, uh, it's- hey, B Brooks, take note to what Eric Winters just said. I want you to pay attention. <laughs> you know what, Eric Winters ain't never lied when he said that. 
He ain't lying. He ain't never lying. Let's see. No right, right. That's right. Thank you, Eric. I'm glad you Eric, recognize that. Text in the mail. That's Eric. right. Yes, thank you. That's right. My man. Thank you. Oh, man. Oh, see, Barry, Barry, the mistake you made when you played, you didn't come up with a catchphrase. See, had you come up with a catchphrase, something like what Beast Mode did, I'm just here so I don't get fined, people would have flocked to you because everybody wants that quote on camera. I learned see? late, man. I learned I know. late. Now I, know. Now I got, I don't know. There it is. Yeah, uh, I know. You need to market that T-shirt. <laughs> Serious. Hey, by the way, I, I see Duck's question. Uh, you know, what about Ayuk's BS take? We're going to get to that because, it, you know, this is more of the whining and crying. Frankly, the 49ers players and fans, I didn't think anybody was more embarrassing than the Cowboys. They're giving the Cowboys a real run for their money. Oh, mm. they are. They are. And, and – our man that we're about to bring up right now got a response actually. right now. You look Whoa. At this, this is timing, man. This look is how this. you do this thing. <laughs> look at this. Look at him. Look at him, Jimmy Kebsey coming. It was he's all tanned and he's he's been out on the mountain. <laughs> tanned. Yeah, that's dude. what you're that's what you're taking away from trees and cactuses to cacti. <laughs> you, you, you got a ways to go to work on that tan, brother. I'm just <laughs> saying. Get, you, gotta, you go in phases, Derek. Take it from the whitest man on the face of the <laughs> earth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jim, Jim. So let's start with that. Ayuk's the latest to pop off. You know, another another weasel, you know, crying in in his you know spilled Cheerios. Uh-huh. But you got uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson to, to kind of respond a little bit to this thing, too. So if for people who don't know, Ayuk essentially, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm just I'm going to surmise it, said the Eagles were fortunate that, you know, that, that Purdy got knocked out because the, their offense was about to take the Eagles' defense apart. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. leaving out the part that the Eagles were the ones who knocked him out and his coach thought a tight end could, could handle Hassan Reddick, which is a joke. But anyway, you got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson to respond to him. Well, that, no, his response was to Julian Love, who okay. said oh. that Nick Sirianni was, quote-unquote, um, uh, what, what, and anybody could run that. Yeah. Oh, he was along for the ride. Yeah. And the, uh, the, the, the team, he, and then he said to the, it was on Good Morning Football on NFL America, on right. uh, uh, NFL Network, and he said, uh, uh, you could, like, to the other, you know, TV people, you guys could coach this team. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, CJ said, uh yeah, Julian Love can uh, can can pull his face mask out of the dirt <laughs> or something to that effect. And uh, and he said like he and he's a captain, Julian Love. So he said he's got he's got the captain badge. He's like, there's no leadership on that team if uh, <laughs> if uh, you know if you, if you're the captain or something to that effect. So <laughs> CJ right. TJ uh, is a uh, is an A plus trash talker, uh, <laughs> apparently on and off the field. Love it, love it. But Jay, let me ask you real quick. I just to, not to do this whole like. I know sometimes we're overly sensitive when it comes to a a fan base and, and whatnot. You know the the whole no one likes us, we don't care. We definitely uh-huh. care. Okay, let's be clear. But this does feel like a lot with with love and Ayuk and some of the other stuff that's been thrown out there. Is there a lack of respect for the Eagles? Is is, is it not just us creating this stuff in our own heads? I mean the the post game nonsense coming out of the nfc championship game is just crazy to me like first of all as you mentioned Ayuk is popping off and more so like i i've never seen a more homer 
like media contingent yep. than the 49ers media. It's crazy yeah. how they're making all these excuses for this team. And you mentioned, you know what? Maybe you don't block Hassan Reddick with your backup tight end. Yeah. And then after he knocks your quarterback out of the game and, and creates a sack fumble, maybe don't do it again on the next, on the very next <laughs> series. And he gets another big sack on Josh Johnson. Um, so like their, their game planning was odd. I would say to say the least, their argument would have been that, you know, they have to run their offense and part of their play action offense is, you know, to have an edge rusher blocked by a tight end. Yeah. Okay. Well maybe that works against whoever Seattle's defensive end is, but it's not going to work against the sound Reddick. So why even try like to come up with a different plan? Uh, the Eagles are Nick Sirianni is very good with, you know, making sure they negate, um, you know, the, the opposing offense's best up, you know, pass rusher or whatever, but getting back to the, you know, the, the loser fan base mentality of these other teams around the league, it is very odd that, all these other teams can't respect what the Eagles did in that NFC championship game. Like there the 49ers offensive line simply could not block the Eagles defensive line. And it goes beyond the, you know, the, the two Hassan Reddick sacks. They couldn't block J- Javon Hargrave. They had, they had trouble with, with Josh sweat. They had trouble, trouble with Brandon, Brandon Graham put Trent's put Trent Williams on roller skates at one point. And th- I think they only had like three or four sacks in that game, but they were all over those quarterbacks for the entirety of the first half. And then obviously, as we saw in the second half, as soon as Josh Johnson went, went down, they couldn't pass the ball anymore. That was as bad and ass kicking. Like that's a, that's the kind of game that, 30, 40 years ago, they'd call that like, like the, the people would be fired up about the way the Eagles beat that team as opposed to now making excuses for it. Jimmy, are you, are you from Philly originally? I am, yeah. Well, okay. Marlton, New Jersey, South, okay. South Jersey, same thing. So, so why, and, and I've asked Rob this all the time, why should we be surprised at all the <laughs> negativisms that come out towards this team or the city for that matter? Ever since I've been here since 97. Yeah. And I've asked people religiously across the board. Nobody can give me a definitive answer. I've never seen anything like this in terms of the total disrespect for the teams in general, the fan base in general, the accomplishment, accomplishments in general. And let's face it. Okay, so they don't happen with the frequency of a New England one in their heyday mm-hmm. or the Boston Bruins or things like that. But nobody wants to give this city respect when respect has been earned. I don't understand why Philadelphia, out of all the major cities, you have hardcore bases in Boston, New York, Chicago. Yeah. It, when they have their success, people applaud them. And I'm not talking about just their fans and their media. I'm talking about nationally across the board, not Philadelphia, because the national media has been chastising this team all season. The teams they play have been chastising this team, and it continues even now. I've never seen anything like this, Jimmy. It's hilarious to me that the team can be thought of as overrated while also uh, so good that the head coach is just along for the ride. Exactly. <laughs> so like, yeah, exactly. yeah. However, exactly. however people want to want to put the team down or the city down, they'll find a way. And ultimately it doesn't matter. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Who cares? Well, well said. All right. Well, you know, just, just stemming off the total lack of respect, you know, they give us. And, you know, you, you look how Shanahan was just out coach, you know, for him not to throw a flag, mm-hmm. you know, for that big play. That just goes to show, you know, um, how inept he was as, 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 a, as, a, as a coach, being mm-hmm. the head coach. He also blew a, a, a Super Bowl lead when he was in, um, in uh, with the Falcons. So yep. yeah, I'll, I'll take him out of the equation. Everybody thought he was going to get out coach. Nick Sayer was going to get out coach about this. Well, now, you know, going to this Super Bowl, Andy Reid's coming off a bye. Um, you know, we know he's a great coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also know about his in-game, um, you know, time requirements, you know, his antics there. But 
I don't think that I know Nick Sirianni at this point. This is you know this is second year as a head coach, but I don't think that he's really gonna be outmatched like everybody's thinking he is. Everybody just think he's just gonna be you know coach underneath the you know underneath the bench. But I don't see that from Nick Sirianni. His teams are, are well prepared. They're ready to go. Why is this so much disdain for our, our head coach and his ability to coach, man? I mean, remember last time around, the, the one of the storylines leading up to the last Super Bowl was that uh, Bill Belichick was a major advantage for the Patriots over right. Doug Peterson. And guess what? It wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Doug Peterson coached his ass off Great that point. entire season. Exactly. And then obviously in the Super Bowl itself. Same thing here. Nick Sirianni coached his ass off all year long. The Eagles were stellar in situational football this year, just being smart at the right times. And that's not by mistake. Like it's, it's by design. They, they coach situational football. I mean, to an intense degree throughout the entirety of the season, Nick understands uh, the analytics behind the game. He's gone for fourth. He's gone on, he's gone for it on fourth down 32 times. I think it was, and they got 22 of them. A lot of those are QB sneaks, of course. And one of the big plays in the San Francisco game, I think one of the sort of, you know, under the radar forgotten ones, is when he went for it in his own end at like roughly their own 30 on a, on a fourth and one or whatever. And they get the QB sneak and then they go down and score a touchdown on, on that drive. And that was a huge, huge drive in that game. Obviously to my surprise, actually Andy Reed has only gone for it on fourth down 12 times this year. Only one team has gone for it fewer times than them. I don't know. I haven't taken a deeper look at like, you know, the situations that they've been in and like maybe, uh, where he should have been aggressive and wasn't, but that that took me by surprise. Like I think Andy Reid is is sort of a progressive coach in that he has adapted to sort of the modern football uh, of today. There's no question about it that he is a walk-in Hall of Famer whenever his career is over as a head coach, and you know probably one of the top five coaches in in NFL history. Um, and like the way that he game plans and and his innovations in in uh, on offense and the way that he has his players ready offensively. Second to none. In-game strategy, a little shaky, as Barrett mentioned. And, and that's something that – so we saw Doug Peterson be great at that in his in his five years in Philadelphia. And Nick Sirianni pretty much picked up where Doug left off and has been stellar in that area as well. So I don't know that there's necessarily a huge coaching advantage uh, in the Chiefs' favor here. I think Nick Sirianni, uh, rightfully so, was was thought of as, for most of the year, uh, a head coach, you know, a coach of the year candidate and probably should have been one of the three finalists but isn't uh but yeah he, he's certainly been proven his worth uh in, in 2022 and, and even last year as well jim i know the craziness starts tonight with with media night and everything yep. that's happening but set the scene for us early I'm, I'm assuming you got in yesterday or saturday has it been more eagles fans what you know i know it's drastically different from the tundra yeah. in, in minnesota just from a weather perspective but uh, give me give me a little scene setting here in, in the phoenix area yeah i got my flight was at like six uh, roughly 6 a.m yesterday i got in really early here and i uh, went to the airport saw like the eagles plane land whatever but as far as like just the area around here it's weird there's like a, fans wearing jerseys from all different teams uh, around the entire NFL, like for the NFL fan experience stuff that they have going on here. Mm-hmm. I don't think that people that are, that are going to the game, whether they're Eagles fans or Chiefs fans, are showing up yet. They'll probably get here probably closer to like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not here yet. So uh, it's been kind of quiet here uh, okay. from my experience so far. I, of course, I'm an old man. And because I had that <laughs> 6 a.m. flight and I was up at like 2.30 Eastern on Sunday, 
I was in bed by like seven last night, so I wasn't out on the town necessarily. <laughs> <Understood>. <laughs> so, so like, I'm very much in old man mode right now. I got up early, got some writing done, and I'm talking to, to you guys here now. So I haven't even out today. I checked into my new hotel, which is like right next door, but I, I, I haven't done anything today. So I'm probably the wrong. Elliot's probably more the guy that uh, to ask on that. <laughs> hey, hey, Jimmy, I've covered 11 Super Bowls, and I've tried to um, describe to our viewers and listeners uh, the bizarreness of media night. But <laughs> yes. give, give your perspective of some of the strangeness that you see on a media night at a Super Bowl. I, I think it's somebody should write a book on some of the antics and, and the costumes and lack thereof costumes that yeah. you see on that particular event. I've only been to two of them. I went to what, yeah. whatever whatever the New York Super Bowl was, New Jersey, whatever you want to call it, yeah. and then obviously yeah. the Eagles the last time. But yeah, it's it's wacky, man. Like it's not so every sports media outlet of course is there, but every media outlet period is there. Most TV yeah. Like most uh, cable TV channels have something going on there, whether it be like Comedy Central, HBO, you know, t TV, whatever, whatever, whatever right, right. TV station you primarily watch, whatever the, the one that you go to on your remote first, they're there. And like you said, there's con there's people dressed up and all kinds of crazy. I don't even know how these people get in and what their purpose either. serves there. I don't, I don't know, but like, there's a lot of weirdness going on there. And uh, for like the four or five hours that that you're kind of in this. Uh, you know, jungle of craziness uh, for this media night. And the, the players, the, the players and the coaches are almost kind of like an afterthought at this thing. Like as like a reporter, you know, we're interested in interviewing AJ Brown and Nick Sirianni and, and Landon Dickerson and such, but those guys are like, they take a back seat sort of to all the craziness that's going on around them. Mm. Well, is that, is that crazy? man? Is there more storylines in 2017 than there is in, you know, 2023, like now, I mean, 2000, well, 2022 season but i mean look at the storylines you know you got brother against brother mm -hmm. you, know, you know um andy reed his old team eagles you know is it easier writing for this super bowl or was it easier writing for 2017 yeah one of the themes of the last one that i recall being uh read widely was anything that about the patriots being cheaters because <laughs> right. you know, right. so like that that sold yeah. the, to the fan base here uh very well the, yeah this year it's the, the chiefs as a team aren't very hateable because I think a right lot of on. people still like Andy Reid and, you know, hoped for him to have success uh, in his post Eagles career. And, you know, you have the brother aspect where, you know, Jason Kelsey attends a lot of chiefs games, you know, Travis Kelsey's in, in Philadelphia for some games when he's got a bye week or whatever. Um, I think some of the chiefs players are likable. Like there's nothing really objectionable about Patrick Mahomes. There's nothing objectionable about their other star players. And it's kind of hard to sort of muster up hate for this team. Whereas the Patriots were the evil empire right. and you could, I mean, you can come up with any number of reasons to, to hate right. that team. So yeah, I think in that respect, um, you know, we'll see, Sort of as the week goes on, if somebody says something stupid along the way, whether that's a Chiefs player or an Eagles player, and it kind of takes off from there to be determined. But um, I mean, even Travis Kelsey said, for the love of God, do not do anything to the Rocky statue. <laughs> leave yep. that thing alone. Yes. It's bad luck for whoever plays the Eagles if you mess with that thing. So just leave it alone. Uh, but as far as storylines come up, I mean, I, I, I would just say this. If you're here in Arizona and you can't come up with you know, story ideas get out of the business now because yes. you know you just you shouldn't you shouldn't be here well said jim what's an an area either side of the ball think or special teams whatever mm -hmm. you feel like the eagles can really exploit here yeah i mean i just go right back to hassan Reddick. so okay. 
the Chiefs have a really good offensive line. In fact, uh, left tackle, left guard, center. Um, and we're talking about Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, and um, oh, Creed, man, Humphrey. Humphrey. Creed Humphrey. They're all pro bowlers. And then on the right side of the line, you have Trey Smith, uh, who's a good, good, you know, good young right guard. That right tackle spot is trouble Wiley. area for yeah. uh, for the Chiefs and Andrew Wiley. And they're going to have to give him help because if they don't, if he's one-on-one against Hassan Reddick, that's not going to go well. Uh, for the, he gave up, I think, Pro Football Focus had him down for like nine sacks or something like that. So, um, yeah, he, he's, he's a guy that that is a trouble area for them. Mm-hmm. And then I guess on the other side of the ball, I think just if we're talking about like an Eagles advantage perspective here, I think their corners are, you know, good. And certainly Legereus Sneed is – Jerry Sneed, for, for my money, I think is like one of the more underrated players in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That dude has over 100 tackles. He Like talk about like good tackling corners, that's mm-hmm. him. And he's got three interceptions, three forced fumbles. Chiefs often had him trailing the opposing offense's best receiver. So we'll see if he trails A.J. Brown uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. Is he, if beyond, he plays, though, he's still hurt, though. He's right? still hurt. So if he can't go or if he's limited, then they're in big trouble. Hmm. Because their other two corners – Sneed, first of all, is a third-year guy. Their other two corners are rookies. rookies. Yep. So mm-hmm. you got Trent McDuffie, who was like a first-round pick in the 20s, I believe. Uh, he, he plays uh, – he starts and then he moves into the slot when they're in nickel. And uh, man, the seventh round pick rookie. Uh, oh, I can't, I'm embarrassed. Uh, uh, Watson. Right yes, yes, Watson. Um, Jalen Watson. Jalen Watson. He comes in and uh, yeah, he's, I think the opposing passer rating that he gave up this year was something like 109 or something like that. So <laughs> that's an area they can exploit. And um, yeah, I, th- I think that if the Chiefs go heavy on the blitz, like Steve. Spagnuolo is is prone to do sometimes you know if the Eagles can pick those up there are matchups to be won on the back end well mm-hmm. in saying that then looking at you know matchups to take advantage of so you're saying our defensive line yes as long as they keep um if they can keep Mahomes inside the pocket I see us having a great day on that side of the ball because I, I mean we love we love individual matchups and you know Kelsey is a matchup nightmare how do you mm-hmm. think they avoid him going off and, and, and really taking control of the game. Yeah, it's a good question. And they're coming off a game where they also faced another really good tight end in George Kittle. And yep. Kittle was, you know, K- Kittle had one really good route on, on James Bradbury, no less, where he was able to get wide open and, and make a play. And then obviously they, they, they you know, the receivers were worthless in the second half because they didn't have a quarterback who could throw the ball. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how they game plan for Kelsey. I think they can allocate more resources to him where they may not have been able to in the past when Tyreek Hill was still on this team because they have, they have a lot of receivers. They have six guys who are yeah. playable. The Eagles have four guys who are playable, but they have six who they can confidently, you know, put in. I mean, I guess they now have five if McCole Hardman isn't going to play, uh, but they don't have any star receivers. Like their most productive guy was Juju Smith Schuster mm-hmm. who had like 900 something receiving yards this year, three touchdowns. So they don't have like that, you know, alpha dog, you know, number one type of wide receiver. That guy is Travis Kelsey. So they can allocate more resources to him. And I think the Eagles have, I think they're strong in the middle of the field right now. They struggled for a little bit toward the back end of the season with tight ends. They were getting wide open in the middle of the field, but that was mm-hmm. when CJ GJ was hurt and Maddox was also hurt. So I think they were asking a little too much of Kaiser White in coverage in the middle of the field. They don't have to do that as much now because, you know, Maddox and, and CJ, Maddox, by the way, is back in a boot. So we'll see yeah. if he's available on game day. 
But even if they just have Gardner Johnson, you know, uh, playing in the slot, and and then in that case, Reed Blankenship would be at safety. I think that uh, you know alleviates some of the fears that they can get just torn apart in the middle of the field by a guy right. like uh, Travis Kelsey. But um, yeah, I, I think that obviously he's going to be the the focus of their game plan, their their passing game. The, no doubt. I mean, he's like he's like the obvious. For my money, that's the best tight end in the history of the NFL. Like wow. I think he's better than Rob Gronkowski. I think he's better, uh, more complete tight end than than. Um, uh, uh, man, uh, Tony Gonzalez. 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 Yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's he's going to be clearly the guy that the Eagles, you know, attempt to to shut down. They'll, they'll, they'll put a lot of resources towards stopping him. But this is the, the of the five Chiefs teams, like the, they've been the five consecutive at least AFC Championship games. Two two times they made it to the Super Bowl. Now three times they made it to the Super Bowl. This is the least scary Chiefs offense of those five teams, in my opinion, because they don't have Tyreek Hill. Yep. Yeah, well said. L- let me let me ask you about the offense real quick and, and Jalen Hurts. Do you have a feel for what he's going to look like in this game, Jim? We know he's battling the shoulder thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually thought he played well in the Giants game. They just didn't have to throw the ball a ton. He was a little bit off last week against San Francisco for sure. But do you have any kind of feel for him going into yeah, this one? Yeah, I mean, they could have broken the game wide open early when he had A.J. Brown yep. running wide open down the field and he overthrew him. There's another play later in the game where uh, A.J. Brown was running on the sideline. And he threw a foul ball, like he threw it out of bounds, didn't give AJ Brown a chance to make a play. So there's maybe some accuracy issues in the intermediate to deeper part of the field that weren't there for the first three months of the season when he was playing at the MVP level. And maybe that has something to do with, you know, his recovery from this shoulder sprain. And I think as a runner, uh, initially, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't running. I mean, they didn't call any design runs with the quarterback. They did, of course, in the playoffs against the Giants and the 49ers, but it hasn't run with the same. I guess reckless abandon that you know he he did earlier in the season, um, so we'll see if he's back. Like the two weeks I think that he has to prepare for this game are going to be very helpful for him to get that shoulder uh, a little more healthy for this game. And then obviously the Chiefs have their own concerns with Patrick Mahomes' ankle uh, heading into this game. So both both starting quarterbacks in this game sort of have injury, uh, new nagging injury issues that they have to overcome. So I, I to answer your question, I don't know what he's going to look like in this game. Yeah. In yeah. terms of how far you know along more progressed he's, he he is with that shoulder, but I think we did see substantial improvement from the Week 18 game that they had to have to clinch the one seed against the Giants. I thought he looked a lot better the you know two weeks later against the Giants in the playoff game, and then I thought he looked better again uh, in in the 49ers game in the uh, NFC Championship game against you know obviously the number one defense in the NFL. Right. So you know we'll see what he, the numbers weren't there, but I thought he played reasonably well enough. Those two overthrows aside, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I, I think there's good reason, good enough reason to believe that that he'll come further along in the Super Bowl. Jimmy, go back to Avante Maddox for a moment because yep. it was revealed last Friday that he was in that walking boot. At that time, did Sirianni give you guys any indication why he was in the boot again? Did he reaggravate it or what? He no, they didn't really get they didn't they were they're not they're normally not helpful with injuries to begin right, with. Right, <laughs> yeah, they're right. not going to be any more helpful yeah. uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. Um, I would guess uh, the so I've been in a boot before, and I don't want to play doctor here, but right. what the boot does is it just doesn't allow you to move certain muscle mm-hmm. groups, and the I guess the 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 feeling is. Uh, the you know the, the the idea for him is to just give those muscles as much of a rest as possible, and the boot mm-hmm. helps you do that. Jalen Hurts has been in a boot before, like in between mm-hmm. games uh, last year when when he had you know some some ankle issues uh, at the end of the year last year. So uh, not terribly concerning that he's in the boot, but you'd mm-hmm. probably prefer 
to see him not in the boot, <laughs> you know, like you probably prefer to just, cause he only played 19 snaps in that, in that 49ers NFC right. championship game. Right. Some of that had to do of course with, again, they didn't have a quarterback who could throw the ball in the second half. So why put him out there? Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he did play a limited number of snaps. So I, I guess we'll see if he's, if he's, but the Eagles are not going to be helpful with no. his help, uh, the, the, you know, last week or, or certainly this week coming up. He'll play. You know, we're not worried about that. He'll play. I think so that's, too. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's not. Um, I mean, they they're gonna pull out all the stops. Yeah. But, all hands you know, on deck. Exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, you know, when I when I look at this game, man, and I, I break down the two quarterbacks, and and I mean, for people to say that Jalen Hurts should not be put in the same conversation as the MVP candidate is crazy. It's ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Yes, we all know that Patrick Mahomes is all world and he deserves, you know, the MVP, you know, from my perspective, he, he still is the number one quarterback in the league, but you can't downplay, you know, any less the effectiveness of Jalen hurts and being a franchise quarterback. And there are people out there right now that think that he's not a franchise quarterback. What do you say to those <laughs> nuts? Yeah, know? that's crazy that, to think that he's not a franchise quarterback at this point. Um, they're very different quarterbacks. Like Patrick Mahomes can make plays with his legs. Certainly. And uh, he's pinpoint from the pocket. The the thing about him is you have to the, the NFL people say you have to quote unquote cover every blade of grass with him because if he roll like any quarterback that's coming up, uh, you know through Pop Warner, high school, college, they're taught number one thing, you know, like don't throw across the field. And with the one exception to that rule is Patrick Mahomes, where a whole roll right. And you think you have the play stopped and then he throws all the way across the field to the left side of the field. And then they, you know, they make a 40 yard play. He just does that all the time. Uh, Maybe not as much with Tyreek Hill, but he's still capable of making those plays pretty consistently. So he's a guy that, you know, he's very difficult to defend uh, in that aspect, obviously. And then Jalen hurts just the dual threat that, that he brings to the table where if you take, if you go, if you're, if you're stacking the box with, with, with eight guys up front, he now has the ability to beat you down the field, whereas maybe that was a, right. a, a concern in 2021. A lot of those concerns were either blown out of the water or or at least alleviated in 2022, where he made – I mean, the addition of A.J. Brown is huge too. Like, let's let's be honest about that. Like, without, without him last year, the upgrade from – the two upgrades – just a little side note here. <laughs> the two upgrades they made from Jalen Rager to oh. A.J. Brown <laughs> and Jannard Avery – to Hassan Reddick. Oh my God. Just insane <laughs> how much better your football team could be with just those two moves alone. Right. So right. AJ Brown's helped the, the development of, of Jalen Hurts, but even you could see in training camp, like his accuracy was, was improved. His decision-making was improved. You could see him going from one read to the next, to the next, whereas it, previously there was, you know, it was one, maybe one read, two reads and run. Um, I think one thing that I remember back in training camp, like one of the concerns was, he was so heavily reliant on throwing to the right side mm-hmm. of the field. He wasn't testing the middle. He wasn't testing the left side of the field. That's gone away. Like, remember, like, yeah. remember when that was a thing? It's not a thing anymore. He, he throws to all parts of the field. So he's he crushed calling. that. In, he pressed that. He crushed that against Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that was sort of his coming out party as a passer early in the, earlier in this year. So, yeah, I think he's become a more complete quarterback. And and it's as a defense, it's pick your poison if you're gonna if you're gonna you know allocate heavy resources towards stopping the pass, and they can kill you in the run game. And then if you put eight, nine guys in the box, then he can beat you down the field as well. So uh, very different types of players. Whereas the Chiefs, I think they're heavily, heavily reliant 
on Patrick Mahomes, whereas the Eagles are a little bit more balanced in that they can beat you with the pass and they can certainly bludgeon you with the run. All right, Jim, we'll let, we'll let you go, but uh, I know you got to run, but prediction here. I know it's Monday. Uh, have you formulated your, uh, how you think this bad boy? Yeah, gonna I mean, I'll, 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 I'm going to pick the Eagles. Like, <laughs> I'm heavily leaning that way, but ultimately I'm, I'm going to pick them. I think it's just 60,000 foot view. You know, it reminds me a lot of the, the Patriots game last year. Star quarterback, but the rest of the roster is way better than was way better than the Patriots. And I think mm-hmm. that's similar in this case where the Eagles roster quarterbacks aside is way better than their roster. And I actually think the quarterback, uh, you know, the quarterbacks this, this time around Patrick Mahomes to Jalen hurts really not that big of a drop off. So yeah, give me the Eagles in this game. All right, mm-hmm. J- Jimmy, we appreciate it, man, as always. And, and keep up the good work, man. We, we love reading you Philly voice and checking you out on Twitter as well at Jimmy Kemsky. Jim, mm-hmm. thanks, man. Appreciate thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Enjoy appreciate the weather. Bro. Yep. All right. That is Eagles writer for the Philly voice, Jimmy Kemsky hopping on with us. Interesting thoughts there, guys. I, I like the, I like the Patriots comp, you know, where he essentially, we all looked at it and we said, Oh my God, it's Belichick and it's Brady. Howard little old Doug Peterson and, and Nick Foles going to hold up here. And lo and behold, you know, we saw how that played out, you know, what? No, go ahead. What are you? It's, 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 I don't know what it is, you know. Like I said, we, me, me, and Derek have been bludgeoning you for the past, you know, three weeks about why is it that we always get the short end of the stick? I'm tired of picking the short end of the stick. I'm tired of people always judging us and not judging everybody else. We haven't cheated. We didn't do that, and 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 and, and nobody, you know, nobody says anything about Belichick and them. Nope. They're gonna say it about us though. I mean, we threw those snowballs at Santa Claus before I was even born yet. Right. But they still talk about that. I mean, what is it about Philly fans and, and, and Philly fandom that we get the wrong, you know, wrong end of the stick all the time? I, you know what I think it is, Barrett? Some of it is just the way it, it's society now and it, it's influenced by social media now. Like, I I don't remember players. Like, it used to be, not always, but a lot of times if you lost, a player just, you know, chalked it up to the better team one, man, and props, tip your hat to him. There's there's been so much sort of like weasel Julian Love Brandon Ayuk stuff. It's like, dude, not only did they beat you, they killed you. It's and, exhausting. And, and yeah, like the like they got lucky. I mean, your the whole argument is based on they got lucky that Brock Purdy wasn't playing to take their defense apart. So let's just look at that. Number one, your offensive line or whomever your coach decided to block couldn't handle the Eagles' defensive line, and they knocked you out. They knocked your guy out. Number one. But they had done this all year. This wasn't some surprise that all of a sudden they did it. They had they have 78 sacks on the season. Second most of the Bears, first of all. And, and secondly, if it was just that, then the Eagles proceeded to double the rushing total that the 49ers had given up all season on the ground. They, they killed them that way, too, and it could have been way more than 31 to 7. Like, you got thoroughly handed, it handed to you. Same with the Giants. Like, I just don't understand. Julian Love lost to the Eagles three times this year. And then he hits you with, you know, Nick, anybody can coach that team. It's a joke. It really is. So Micah I think, Parsons. Micah Parsons. Yeah. I, I think some of it is just that, like, everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants to be seen. 
everybody just wants to get pop, you know, sort of pop off no matter what the circumstances. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, but why Philadelphia? I mean, they don't do it to other cities. And I think social media only has only broadened the scope because the people that are taking shots now, I bet you they don't even know the history of what we've been talking about for a month. It's just like somehow, some way, this invisible baton has been passed on through the ages of how people perceive Philadelphia that has gone back for 30, 40 years. And I've been here 26 plus. So I've watched it for 26 plus years. And when I got here in 97, I'd heard the legendary stories about how people hate Philadelphia before that even. The one time I came here before that was in the early 80s when I covered the Sixers and the Bucks in the playoffs. And when people found out I was going to Philadelphia, Philadelphia, why are you going to Philadelphia? Even back then in the early 80s. Right. So I've, I've never understood this. And, I, and I've lived coast to coast. I've traveled coast to coast throughout my career. And I still cannot put I, – I can't say it enough. I have never seen anything like this. And no matter how much we try to analyze it, it continues to happen with a whole new generation of people that have no ties to the past. And I just don't for the life of me get this. Just yeah. like, you know, when I first got drafted here back in 1995, Dallas was – the head honchos at that time, they had just won two Super Bowls the year before. And I get here and they were, you know, everybody's, you know, everybody wanted to throw darts at them. You know, they were everybody's number one pick as far as being the a-holes of the league. So we we have, we started winning and we started building a healthy, you know, um, you know, rivalry between the two of them. Then all of a sudden Dallas saying, oh, it's not a rivalry. When Washington sucked back then and the Giants sucked, the only team that was competing with them were us. We were the ones that competing with them. And as we time went on, I, I it's like, oh, well, we, we don't respect, we don't respect the Eagles. Even when the Eagles got better, like in the 2000s, and they started controlling and 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 and, and just dominating the division, they still didn't give them respect then either. They were like, all right, well, it's still not a rival. It, it was a rival because they were kicking your ass during that time. And you were still acting like, you know. Well, that's not who we did. No, you were trying to beat us because we were the top dogs mm-hmm. in the uh, in the NFL at the time. So, I mean, I, I just don't understand it, man. It, it pisses me off to no end. That's why I can't stand – 49ers are probably my second least liked team now. I started hating them when everybody started talking about them being, oh, the team to beat in the NFC. No, you weren't. The Eagles were always the team to beat this entire year. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate the fact that everybody's trying to give them all the all the acclaim and – they're so good. They, they. I, I just didn't see it. Everybody else saw it. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. I didn't I, see it. I hear you. I, hey, look, uh, I, go, go, go ahead, Rock. No, no, it's all right. Go ahead. No, on a on a positive note, my my guy Elvin Shabazzian, you know, who gave us the the theme music for the show. Yes, won, won his second Grammy last night. No yeah. kidding. Congratulations. Yeah, he just texted me. Uh, oh, that's his dad, awesome. His dad had told me, and I said, "Dude, you want another Grammy?" He didn't tell me. He goes, "He goes, LOL, yeah." For Maverick City, Maverick City is this huge Christian uh, group that's out there that's sweeping the nation. Their music is incredible, and he was one of the producers for their latest album, Breathe. And he won his second Grammy. He's two for two, and he won his first Grammy with Lecrae, and now won his second Grammy with Maverick City. That's so, amazing. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Good, my boy, man. E. Happy for him. That's great. Good for him. Uh, very, very good. I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see a minute in right, Grammys last night. Me neither. I was too enamored with the Pro Bowl. He's, I hear you, man. I was Sixers, awful game, <laughs> uh, which we'll get into uh, a little bit later. All right, let's come back, uh, Barrett. You're going to dig in a little bit more on what areas that the Eagles can exploit here 
uh, with the uh, the offensive game plan you're going to give us. We'll do that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're sports take on this Super Bowl week. Yes, let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Yes, Jim is headed down to the Super Bowl, in fact. Talk to him uh, this weekend. All right, look, knowing who to trust with your finances can be really difficult. Just, just kind of vetting that process, finding the right person, it can be a challenge. It took me years to find the right person. I have them now, and I want you to have that same person as well. And that's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, if you have a small business, you need help setting up your employee benefits, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. Personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier at the direction that they are headed. I, and look, you you will be too. Trust me. You'll find the right person. And he will, by the way, he can answer any questions that you have, any confusion, anything you're not really understanding. He's always available. 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. Or you could email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game now streaming on the Six ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi, I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds!
All right. Welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us. Sports Fake, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Super Bowl week leading up to Super Bowl 57. All right. I uh, thought this was pretty crazy, guys. The similarities between these two teams. So check this out. Both have 16 and three records. Both have scored 546 points this year. Both were number one seeds. Both have uh, have rushed for 4.6 yards per carry. Both have four postseason turnovers. Both have six all pros. You know, that's crazy, man. All the way down to the exact points. It, it, it's no wonder this line's, at, you know, a point and a half. Not surprised. If you look at points per game, it's also very close. Chiefs 29.2, which was first. The Eagles are 28.1, which was third. They, they are similar statistically, that's for sure. They just go about it in a different way of uh, of scoring those points. You know, I mean, uh, the Eagles use more run in their offense. Uh, you know, they lean more on Patrick Mahomes, which is, that's why I don't I don't mind them. Um, I don't mind him being the MVP, but I think the Eagles are more balanced in their approach on running the offense. I mean, you can have a quarterback be off and still have the running game that you can rely on. If 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 at any point. Patrick Mahomes is off or he gets knocked out the game. I don't know if they can necessarily run the same offense. We can always lead the handing off the ball to uh, our running backs. We can always put, we always got that in the back of our hat, you know what I'm saying? In our back pocket. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The diversity of the Eagles offense and having options of something's being taken away, I think is enormous. And I, I just don't know too, that Andy would stay committed enough to it. If he needed to go to the run, if that would even be there, you know, that's another part of it. I think Shan, I think, Sirianni certainly has shown that he's willing to do whatever Absolutely. it takes to win. And we yep. saw it against the Giants and the, and the 49ers. Andy Reid's not going to stay committed to anything other than down and distance. That's yep. how his offense is predicated. That's why he's been so successful there. He doesn't run – he doesn't go by the commit conventional modes in terms of what you should do in third and seven or or fourth and two or fourth and six. He, he's always got some, some trick in his bag, you know. And, you know, you, you, you talk about – He's never had a losing record since he's been to Kansas City. You look at his success ratio. It, it's it's just unbelievable. And how the, if the pieces have changed along the way. And this season is the epitome of what Andy Reid and that organization is. It's a chameleon. It knows how to blend in and strike when you least expect it. You know, I'm, I'm looking at their stats, and you just talked about them. No Tyreek Hill. Youth sprinkled across the board. Six rookies they drafted this year have been significant contributors. But yet they finished first in the league in offense again, first in scoring points again, a first in passing again, and a defense that's evolving. They were like the number 11th defense, but they only get, they only gave up an average of 21 points a game and two pretty good opponents in Jacksonville and Cincinnati. They held both 20 points in the playoffs. So these chameleons find a way to get it done. I, I don't know how they do it. You know, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll get a better look at it on Sunday to see what they're going to do or try to do against this 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 very solid and deep Eagles team. But Andy Reid does not play. You know, think about how many times we screamed at, at Andy Reid's play calling and and everything across the board when he was here. Did he ever buckle? Did he ever give in to pressure? No. He did what he was going to do, come hell or high water, and he had a lot of success here with it. 
He's doing the same thing in Kansas City with a much, a much better success ratio. Yeah, Better quarterback, that's why. Better quarterback, too. I mean, in, in his day, Donovan wasn't Patrick Mahomes, but Donovan was better than average mm-hmm. yeah. you know, during his heyday. You know what I mean? Oh, no, you, yeah, you, you never get anything but, you know, the greatest respect for Donovan, right. you right. know, and, and Andy Reid, why he was here. He, he did a lot of good things. And, I mean, I can't go out and, and start bashing, uh, um, you know, Andy Reid. I mean, why? I mean, he hasn't done anything for me to be mad at or anything like that. No, I'm just saying no. at this point. I like what I have going on with this Eagles team. I enjoy the fact that Absolutely. I can run the ball. I enjoy yes. the fact that I can pass the ball when I want to pass the ball. I also enjoy the fact that I have the best defensive line in the league. Um, you know, the best uh, three guys. If if if, um, if 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 Avante Maddox is playing, then I think we have the best trio of corners in the league. Absolutely. You know? So it's not like you know I could say anything about Patrick Mahomes in his office. Not like he can say anything bad about. Our defense, they know what they're about to they're about to go through, and I don't and what uh, Andy Reid is going to do to stop um, that offensive line. I mean, you can't right. do stuff like you know, uh, you know. I know I'm gonna break down, you know, what what you know the offense is, but also know what their offense is going to try to do to the Eagles. What they're going to do is going to try to use that speed, that aggressive nature against them. They're going to try yeah. to run screen plays. We call them slow screens. That's to run it back at tight ends where they let the defense get up the field and then throw in behind them. They're going to try to do that. They're going to try to run um, draw plays, yep. get those guys moving up the field, hand the ball off to, you know, one of those really good backs. And they do have two good backs, you know, Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek uh, McKinnon, two mm-hmm. really good backs. And they're, they're quick, they're explosive. They'll try to do that. That's why this defensive line has to rush the passer. <clears throat> their way to the passer, tackle the run. That's the mentality they got to have. Um I know Seth, you said all the time that Buddy used to say, you have to earn the right to rush the passer. And that's going to be altogether true at this game because they're going to try to establish a run. Big Red, in all his infinite wisdom, is going to try to run the ball against this defense, knowing mm-hmm. that his tackles and uh, his right side cannot stop those guys on the run. He has to establish the run to slow him down. So you're going to see him trying to do that, but it's not going to work. Uh, these guys up front are, are disciplined. Uh, they understand what teams are trying to do to them. That's why, you know, this is going to be a huge game for two guys, Sue and Hargrave. Mm-hmm. Those two guys are going to win this game for us. If those two guys can stop the run, get penetration to stop the run, but on their way, go to the quarterback and keep him boxed in, make him throw from the pocket, it'll be a great game for this Eagles defense. Let me ask you, how do you <laughs> What's that? He said Sue and Hargrave. I said, I noticed you just say Cox. No. <laughs> you <just> say Fletcher. <laughs> How do you can we hear contain all the time with Mahomes? How do you contain him? How do you not allow, you know, we, we always hear that mush rush or contain, just not let him. Like, what, what does that entail from a what that What that means is the guys have to keep their lane discipline on rushing the passer. They got to make sure that if they get to the high point, mm-hmm. and what the high point is, is the same love as the quarterback. They can no longer run the hump. You know, you try to run the hump, run the arc to try to close in on them. They can't do that. Once they rush up the field, they get to the same level. Then they got to stop the rush and really mm-hmm. collapse the pocket inside. Mm-hmm. The same thing, that defensive line has to press the pocket. Make him, because when he's stepping into throws, make him throw, and then, then, you know, that's where they hurt their hands. You know, quarterbacks hurt their hands on hitting, you know, uh, uh, defensive linemen's helmets yeah, helmet. and offensive line helmets. Right. You got to collapse that pocket in front of them and then collapse the pockets on the outside. 
that's how you you know that's how you contain a guy like uh that's how you can take a guy like Jalen Hurts and uh, and a guy like Patrick Mahomes. He functions well outside the pocket, even with that bum ankle. He still functions well outside. You got to keep him contained. Make him stay in the pocket. If you can make him stay in the pocket, that takes his eyes off going down the field. But then you got to make sure you cover. You know what I'm saying? You know they get they got a plaster. Plaster is you find a guy running next to you, latch on to him. You know what I'm saying? Latch on to him. That's when you're gonna catch guys like you know Kelsey. You see Kelsey run across, go latch on to him. You know what I'm saying? You got to do that. But you got to collapse the pocket once you get to the quarterback level. Once the defense is rushed up the field, they get the same level of the quarterback. They got to press the issue, press the pocket, press the issue, make them uncomfortable in that pocket, press the pocket up and keep it around them, make them stay inside that, um, inside the, the, uh, the cup. It'll be hard for him to make, uh, make those great outstanding plays throwing it to his receivers. Cause he, number one, he won't be able to see over those guys there. Number two, you can bat balls down, things like that. Those little things like that batting balls down. Yep. mean a lot when you're uh when you're a defensive lineman. Matt Mahomes is one of the best in the game playing off what Barrett said when those ends start humping humping around he is one of the best in the business in the slide technique and by the yep. slide I mean take a step up and slide to the gap to the right or to his left yep. to buy extra time and once he gets outside of that bubble there it's open season on defenses you know you many have tried in terms of trying to get him when he floats outside but he's so good at buying that extra time, patting the ball, buying that extra time. And the group, even though he's brought in a new group of receivers, they are so good at the scramble drill. This collection of receivers are one of the best in the game at the scramble drill. Yep. You know, and he will find somebody. If he gets no if doubt. that DN goes past him too far and he slides one way or the other, he will find somebody. And usually eight times out of ten, it's Kelsey somewhere over the middle. Right. Yep. And if he does slide out, make him slide out to his left. Yes, not his right. You got to slide out to his left. You got to because make him throw across his body. Even though he can do it, make him do that instead of slide. Because right, he just he's a he's a great passer. Right, he's he's good on the left, but he's great at the right. Yeah. They, mm. the, by the way, the Chiefs have activated Clyde Edwards Hilaire uh, from the IR. Yes. Yeah, and they placed Miko Hardman on the IR, so he's officially out. Andy. Andy basically said it last week, but it's official now. No Miko right. Hardman. I tell you what, you know, Miko is their speed guy, but that's a fair trade-off because they will use Clyde Hilaire mm-hmm. in that screen game, in those little crossing routes over the middle. And he is a nightmare one-on-one, okay? As little as he is, he's a tough customer to deal with. I'd be more fearful of him than I would Miko Hartman. He will get more touches in a game than a Miko Hartman would. Yes, he was. Yes, you got to find it. He's like a little bit bigger than Boston Scott. Yeah, but he's put together, man. He's put together, my good, and he can move too. He gets an open space. He can flat out move. Yeah, Barrett, how how do you handle crossers where where Kelsey's so good too? That's what you do with that, that, and that's where I said you got to latch on. You got to high low Kelsey. Understand that Kelsey's still going to try to find a way to 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 get. I mean, he's he's masterful at understanding how a quarterback thinks as being a former quarterback, he knows the routes that the quarterback is looking for. And he knows that offense so well that, all right, then he just waits for his guy to, you know, break contain. Once he breaks contain, he knows to sit down in an open spot, an open area. And that's where he makes the majority of his plays right. sitting down in that open area. So it's, it's going to, you're going to have to have a great game out of Kazir white, great game out of Epps. Great game out of CJ DJ. Those guys gonna have to make sure they account for him. You know what I mean? They got to account for him. And our corners had to have great games because they're gonna have to be for the most part 
on those other receivers. You know, don't worry about, you know, anything but covering those other receivers because if we could double team him, get him in a place where, you know, first of all, the quarterback's, un, you know, he, he's, he's under duress. You know what I'm saying? He's not just going to run away from Hassan Reddick. He's not going to be able to run away from just Sweat or BG. Those guys can pick him up and put him down. They can run. But when you covering a guy like Kelsey, all he does is he runs stop routes. He sits down, comeback routes. He runs slant routes. He runs uh, uh, nod routes. You know, nod routes, you know, when he nods inside and turns outside and gets the ball to him. He's great at doing all those type of routes in the interior of that defense. Those guys got to make sure they cover him, get it, you know, get where they're supposed to be at and expect him to come. Expect him to be there because he's going to be there. You know what I'm saying? They got to expect yeah. it. It's just hard, man. It's hard. He's such a good. He's such. He's a in good his tenth year man. too. He he is still playing at such an unbelievable. He level. is, man. He is, man. I mean, I'm just giving him props because he deserves those props. He's that good. He really is. He's that. He good. really is. All right, let's. Well, when we come back, we'll look at the Eagles' offensive game plan in this one. We got into to what you do defensively and some other things, but really how you how you want to further attack them, Barrett, which we'll get into when we come back. Uh, Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn. Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Time to tell you about ProAction Restoration. Yes, if you have a home, you have a business, and unfortunately you've experienced the pain and inconvenience and setback of water, fire, smoke damage, or you're in the middle of it, you don't know what to do, ProAction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week. I called them on a Saturday. They got right out to my parents' house. They took care of the problem. They were in and out of there. The price was right. The crew was clean, professional. Just an amazing experience under really difficult, difficult, you know, trying times. That's for sure. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction Restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company. And again, it could be water, it could be fire, it could be smoke, it could be mold remediation. You name it, they can handle it. Give them a call. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760 or online. At ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. 
Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, we're back. The chair, the gunner. Rob Ellis hanging out with you on this Monday as we get you set for Super Bowl 57. Eagles playing, Niners not. Niners not. Giants not. Cowboys not. Two teams left, Eagles and the Chiefs. All right, just thought I'd put that out there. Oh, you're Uh, reveling in your glory right now, man. I'm loving this. I'm loving it. You know, to the victors go the spoils. You got to enjoy this week. Here's the other thing I'm trying to do. As as much as I'm wired and out of my mind, I am, as I'm doing, I I promise you, I'm trying. I'm not always succeeding to enjoy it. I'm really trying to, like, soak it in. You don't get these very often, and the buildup is fun. It's part of the journey, and enjoy it. Don't just try and fast forward to 6.30 on Sunday night. I am truly trying to do that. So we'll see. It's a work in progress this week. You're trying to subscribe to the D-Gun approach to I am. a big game? Listen, I learn from the best. You're my Yoda. You know what I mean? I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm you know, I'm that's, you, all. Man. that's all you can do. Um, all right, so uh, Barrett, let's get to what you what you think a good way to go about this thing from an offensive perspective. You know, knowing what the Eagles' strengths are versus, you know, some of the weaknesses and or strengths that the Chiefs have. Something you maybe want to avoid uh, from them defensively because it's, you know, you're dealing with a guy, Steve Spagnuolo, who's been here before. You know, we know what what on the big stage he's come up with some great game plans during his time as the Giants coordinator, uh, defensive coordinator, and you know we saw what he was here in Philadelphia as a defensive coordinator. So. Uh, where do they go about things here for the Eagles offense? I truly think, you know, and I, I hate to say it, but I truly think they're going to try to take advantage of them in the past. Okay. Yeah. Um, two rookies out there on the corners. They play a lot of zero coverage, especially in the, in the red zone. And I believe Jalen Hurts can take advantage of that. And I okay. truly believe they think they can take advantage of that. You don't have guys – that are really good at rushing the passer besides Jones. You know, he's a man. Chris Jones is a man. Yep. Frank Clark, he's okay. Kaloftis, he's okay. But I don't think they'll get him put a lot of pressure on him. But I do think they'll be able to hold up and they'll be able to throw the ball 
consistently because I don't think that they can handle our receivers on the outside. I think that's a major, major, major disadvantage for Andy. I think he understands that, and he's going to try to heat him up because of it. They can run the ball also on him. Right. You know, and you have to make sure you account for where Chris Jones is. Mm -hmm. So when you're running on a guy like him, you run zone plays. Get him going one direction and have um, have those backs slash, slash and cut and go downhill. But you won't have the big yardage like you would think. You know, it's not like they, they're, you know, they're not bad to run, mm-hmm. but you're going to get consistent running. And when I say consistent, three yards here, four yards here, five yards here. And it's looked like the offense is not going, but it's still moving. You know what I'm saying? Then you pop a pass in there. Take advantage of those guys on the outside. This will be – I would love to have a boring offensive game against this Kansas City Chiefs team. Boring meaning the ball's mm-hmm. in our hands and we're driving the ball consistently, throwing out routes, throwing slant routes, maybe double move them here and there. But you can take advantage of the guys on the outside, not necessarily with big plays, but consistent plays just to keep the ball moving keep that other quarterback off the field. And that's how you win this game. Yeah. And the Chiefs, gotta... Chiefs were a good run team in the regular season. I mean, they were uh, eighth, I believe uh, in they, they give about a six um, on uh, 107 on the ground. They were good, but you know, that was when Clyde that... Hilaire played that when they had that dual combination of Clyde Hilaire. No, no, defensively. And, exactly. oh, defensively. Oh, they gave yeah, yeah. up. Yeah. hundred one Oh seven point two. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. but yeah. you know, the, the Niners had given up 77 per game on the ground, and the Eagles went yep. for 140 something. They doubled it, they flipped yep. it. So, and Barrett, to your point, the Eagles had the ball for almost an entire quarter more last game uh, against the 49ers. We got to be the same way. And that was a yeah. boring looking game. Yeah. But boring means results for the Eagles. Keep that offense off the field. You got to keep him off the field. And the way you do that is run consistently. And like I said, you're not going to be getting those long runs, not really necessarily. Now, towards the end of the game, when you're beating them up, beating them up, beating them up, you will. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to have a consistent, productive offense. A four-yard run is a great run. Then you might have a three-yard run. Now it's third and seven. That's third and makeable. You know, that's where you want to be at this offense. You got to just nickel and dime this offense. Nickel and dime. Nickel and dime. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when, you, when I used to play dominoes, you say if you nick them to death and all of a sudden, bang. <laughs> we knocked, your, knocked the mic out. We knocked the mic out that was so – and it's still out. Oh, okay, is it back? <laughs> it's back. All right. It's back now, yeah. All right. But that's uh, what you got to keep nicking them, nicking them, nicking them, nicking them, and then, bam, you'll hit the big play on them. And then you just keep them off the you, – you want to look up, and if they get the Eagles at the ball first, you mm-hmm. want to look up, there's only three minutes left in the first quarter. I like it. I like it. What do you think, Gunner? The good thing the good thing is when you look at A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, they have such a good array of moves in their pass routes. Jalen has to be – that timing mechanism has to be perfect. When he gets them on that first – when he gets those young DBs on that first bite, boom, release the ball. Because those young kids do have good recovery time. You can't be standing back there. Once he hits them on the movies, the ball's got to be there. You know, whether it's a short passing game, intermediate game, whatever you're going to do. Because the, the, the back end of their defense, while susceptible, they have speed on the back end of Kansas City's defense. And yep. those guys have great recovery time. 
So if you beat a guy by three or four yards and you, you the ball hasn't been released, you're giving that DB chance to, to, to recover and close the gap. And who knows what could happen? I mean, we have a receiver on this end is going to win the majority of his 50-50. No, correction. A receiver on both sides that are going to win the majority of their 50-50 balls. But if you really want to sting them, hit them on that first move. And that has a, whether it's a hesitation move to the outside, uh, a fly route, or, you know, out and up, whatever the case may be, boom. Soon as he gets that dude on his hip, let the ball fly. Don't the timing is everything in terms of the passing game against a susceptible pass defense, but yet a very active and a very very fast pass defense as well. I, I really, I guess it just keeps coming back to me. I, and there's a lot of different. I think you guys have done a really good job breaking it down. But there's going to come a time where you're going to have to probably hit a deep ball or two. And, and that's where Jalen's got to be on the money. It can't, yeah, yeah. you know, there can't be a situation where AJ's breaking open and you overthrow him or whatever the case may be. That's where take advantage of it. You're yeah, right. You got to take advantage because this is good. It's going to happen very often, man. It's going to be here and there. You got to pick and choose your spots. If you dial up the right play and get an advantage and beat, you know, one of the chief secondary, it's it, look, there's too much talent there. I, I also feel like AJ Brown is ready to explode. Yeah, yeah. Like he's been okay in these games mm-hmm. and he's made a couple mm-hmm. plays here and there, but you just know, man, that dude is chopping at the bit to make a play. Well, you know, Rob, you couldn't have said it better. He is ready to, this is the biggest stage for him. Yep. So his expectations are to catch everything thrown to him. If it takes him, you know, running out of his shoes, he's going to, he's going to make sure every ball <laughs> thrown to him is complete. Yeah. Because this is where he's going to – he wants to set himself apart from all the other receivers. He, mm-hmm. A.J. Brown wants to be one of the greatest receivers in the league. And this game right here will submit him as one of the greatest receivers in the league. And yet I don't know if he will be the offensive star of this show for this team because of so many different ways they could go. It could be Devontae. It could be Miles. It could be Goddard. Yep. If they make that concerted effort, you know, as, as, as much as I agree with Barrett and what A.J. wants and what this means to him on this platform in his first year as a Philadelphia Eagle out from under what was going on in Tennessee, you know, it's going to be dictated on how they cover him, whether they yep. cover him, you know, single coverage, whether they try to double down on him, whether they keep an extra DB in the game so they can slide coverage over to him, take their chances one-on-one with Goddard and, and Avante, uh, Devontae on the other side, you know, this this has the makings of the perfect storm for an A.J. Brown, but yet it won't be up to A.J. Brown in a lot of ways. Based on what we think, yep. you know, uh, the defensive coordinator for, for the Chiefs decides to do in terms of how they're going to try to umbrella these Eagles' weapons. Yeah. Well, I, go ahead, Derek. Back. Go ahead. They'll try to. They, they, can't, right. they can't double because they got to stop the run. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. They want they want to stop the run. That's why when you say zero coverage, zero coverage, everyone is is when they cover everybody man to man. No help over the top. No help over the top. Right. And everybody else is coming. Yep. They're bringing everybody else, but you can't necessarily do that to Jalen Hurts. Right. Because he's such a good runner that if he finds just this much of a crack to get through. All those guys that are covering those outside receivers are worried about those outside receivers and yep. Dallas Goddard. So they don't have time to turn around and look to see if he's throwing the ball or if he's running. So if he gets past that, he has the speed and athleticism 
to take it. He could take it to score. He could yep. take it. It'll be a big run. And that's how I know Spagnola right now is shaking in his boots. Spags right now is like, what the hell am I going to do to stop this guy? Mm-hmm. If we blitz him too much, he's going to take advantage of it because that means I'm man to man on the outside and this guy can run. But if I sit back and play zone, they're going to run the ball on us and we're not going to be able to stop it. Pick your poison. What do you do? And, and the Eagles have to be thinking the same way. We've got to establish run. If we establish the run, we're going to get one-on-one on the outside with rookie corners. And there's not, neither one of those guys can cover A.J. Brown mm-hmm. and neither one of those guys can cover uh, Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. They definitely can't um, They can't cover Dallas Goddard. Somebody's going to be open. Yeah, you got to pick your poison yeah. Yeah. when you're when it's Brown and it's Smith and it's Goddard and it's a rushing attack that you have to respect and it's Hurts who can get out there and get loose in, in the second. Ah, da, da. Ah, There's da, just da. a lot of problems that are presented with this offense. And look, Spags is, is a great coordinator, man, but it's going to come down to how you how you what you're focusing on here and what yep. you're willing to give up and what Co- you're willing to try to take away. Coach, uh, coach is a good you know good point also. So Chief linebackers are slow. Thirty two Bolton Bolton's not slow, but Bolton is a run stopper. Right? Yeah, he's a you tackling machine. Too. He's a tackling machine. That's what he is. You know, and 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 I don't see I don't see uh, Willie Gay. I don't know if Willie Gay is playing or not. Mm-hmm. He can do all right, but he he, yeah. he can't. He can't cover Dallas Goddard. None of those, neither one of those two can cover Dallas Goddard. Mm-hmm. Those are thumpers yeah. in yeah. the middle of that defense. I guarantee you. Cover. I guarantee you. Spags has been on the phone over the past week talking to all his friends who are defensive coordinators, no question, defensive coaches in the league, trying to get every little bit of information he can. Okay, what do I need to know about trying to defend this offense? What do yeah. I? I guarantee he's got. He's probably has a, a, a an encyclopedia already, a week's worth of encyclopedia information on this offense trying to decide with my personnel, what can I do and what do I have to stay away from trying to defend this offense? Yeah, hey, I, the, I, the stream is on the, the stream is on hit too. Cause that's also another weapon that, you know, uh, uh, Spags is like, damn, where'd this kid come from? Gainwell. Yeah. Those yeah, guys are know. X factors, Boston Scott mm-hmm. and Gainwell, especially mm-hmm. Gainwell's really come on lately. Right. Right. So like, Oh my God. So what if they come out in 12 personnel? Let me, uh, uh, uh 21 personnel. Mm-hmm. 21 personnel, two running backs, one tight end. Yep. Do you cover which one do you cover? You got, you got, you got, you got um Gainwell on one side, and then you've got Miles Sanders on the other side. Who do you cover with a linebacker, safety? What do you do to stop this for Because if you have this, um, you have this personnel package, that means you're supposed to bring in another linebacker and pay your play your base front. But both guys are so good at catching the ball. That'll be a decided advantage. You put a linebacker. I'd probably say game well, believe it or not, yeah. just in terms of catching the ball out of the backfield, he's a little bit better than you know that, than Miles. But you know, the, then not you to say Miles wrong. can't do that. And kill you know then you pick wrong because now you got to take somebody out the box when, when game well goes out the box. You got to take one person out the box with him, and that leaves you with Sanders with a with a with a light box. A light box to me is usually six in the box. Yep. But I'm gonna say a light box for the Eagles is a seven man box. Because you got Kelsey who can get up on that second level. Yeah. So I mean, this 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 I man, I go through all these mental dynamics in my head on what do you do to do this? You know, how can you counter this? You know, what do they do? I mean, I I have a pretty good idea on how they're gonna stop Kansas City's offense. You know, and I say that, you know, begrudgingly because you know you can only contain them. You can't you you can't contain them. You gotta you can only think that you can slow them yeah, down. Yeah, you you just you can't have Mahomes kill you, you can't have Kelsey kill you. They're gonna exactly. get theirs, they're gonna get exactly. theirs and you know, look, they're even even though they don't have Tyreek Hill 
and and they're they're not going to have Miko Hardman either. They still have some good receivers. I don't think they're great receivers, but no. they're good. And a guy as talented as Mahomes makes them even better than they are, yes. right? And we and we saw that mm. last week or the in the in the AFC Championship game. You know, dude stepped up. Valdez uh, Scantling really stepped up for them and, and had a big game. Yep, you know yep. He's, he makes people better. Just good enough to get that man over fifty two hundred yards passing and forty one touchdowns. He will, he will serve him up. But you look at the turnover ratio for them in the two playoff games, Kansas City generated four turnovers and only turned the ball over once. So they've been doing a better job of protecting the football. Yeah, they now, have. Whatever they're doing, whatever they're doing, uh, they've done a better job at it. But th- 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 this is a Kansas City team that's not going to outmuscle you. They're going to try to out finesse you. They cannot outmuscle e- the Eagles in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But their finesse game is second to none. Is it good enough to beat the Eagles? As we sit here today, I don't think it is. But it, but again, and I'll be saying this throughout the week, when it comes to what Andy Reid and, and, and Eric Bieniemy try to have up their sleeves on Sunday, there's going to be several plays where we're sitting there going, wow, I didn't see this coming. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know what oh, I'm saying? For, no it's what doubt. It's what, they, it's what they do. They're incredibly creative, and they're they're also daring. In, in the things that they will do, oh my goodness, are the Chiefs and Andy Reid? That that that's for sure. That you're going to see some stuff that you didn't expect. But here's the thing, you know, I even though the Chiefs have certainly the advantage in terms of experience, right? They've been to the, the you know, what is it, two out of the last three, one one lost one. You still have enough carryover with the Eagles. You have a mature enough quarterback where I think he's going to be fine. Um, and all season long, Nick Sirianni's had his team ready. So I don't think mm-hmm. that that's going to be, you know, a huge factor in this thing. Like Andy, certainly we know the record 28 and four coming off a of bye for sure. But the, the biggest issue is for him in game. And is he, a, is he able to pivot off of something that he wanted to do, you know, initially? That's Not the only question. That, but, but, the, but the Eagles have so many players on this team that are playing for more than just a ring. They're playing for future contracts. Yeah. And they're going to be seen on the national stage by 31 other GMs, coaches, scouting departments. Ah, da, da. I'm telling you, you know, so this is a big money game for the, you know, it's not, not beyond just the purse for the winners get for a Super Bowl. But in terms of, of, of extended contracts beyond a one year deal for Gazir White and all these guys, and, and you know, so you talk about motivation on top of motivation. You know, what more do you need? I mean, you look at the guys they brought in outside of, okay, outside of Sue and Joseph, you know, who knows? There might be another team, including the Eagles, that could talk Sue into playing one more year. The dude was retired before the Eagles call him. Somebody might talk him into playing one more. Somebody might say, you know what? Maybe we we, we should have looked a little bit closer at Linville Joseph. We thought he was we thought he was dead and buried. Maybe, you know, in our system, he can also thrive. I mean, these guys and their representatives are thinking about all this stuff, and I guarantee you they've talked to their clients all season long, especially in December and throughout the playoffs, about what this could mean for you financially and setting up your family for life going down the road. You know what I think? I think the way that uh, especially Sue approaches next year is don't talk to me until after training camp. Uh-huh. Maybe at that yeah. point, you know, yeah. in, in his career where all right, I'm, I'm going to hop on here either in season or right before the regular season starts and we'll go from there. I'll have myself in shape, but I'm not going through that anymore. My, my yeah. days of doing that are done. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. I, I don't know yeah. if Linville Joseph's at that same place. I don't know. He might be, but I, I think it's definitely the way Sue goes. Right. Now, look, he could be back as an Eagle. It depends. Mm-hmm. He's a guy I would let just sort of feel things out on the market and then 
you know, take it from there. Bring it back. Especially if 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 um, Hargrave and Cox are gone. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, if I'm Sue, I'm thinking, oh yeah, how much you want to pay me to stay one more? Yeah. How much you want to pay? I'll sign another one year deal. I'm in the twilight of my career. I made my big money down in Tampa. Right. But you gotta you gotta pay to play. And how much are you gonna give me? You you thought you were gonna give me a league minimum with incentives to come back? Oh no. Now, now the pool, the money pool is generated more because Fletcher Cox is gone here. Javon Hargrave took this over here. Now you can say you can tell me all you want. Well, our primary guys are the young guys, Milton Williams and Jordan Davis. Yeah, but you still need a guy like me, a, a savvy vet like me, to help these kids get through those rough moments. Yeah, and so what do you want to pay? I mean, yeah. hey, let's face it. I, I, look, I I think Jordan Davis showed you some things this year, but I don't know ultimately. He's an unknown to an extent. Yeah. Uh, Milton Williams does a really nice job. As a when given an opportunity, yep. but if you're the every down guy, can you play at that level? I would really hate to lose Hargrave. I, I would, I, you know, you talk about 10 sacks from that interior, right, and I know right. he feeds off of the fact that they're so good all over the place, but still, that would be a tough one. There's got to be a good market for him, man, because he's still, what is he, 30 ish? He's right around 30. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, uh, he's at a point in his life and his career that he's ready. He's, 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 he's ready to take it to, um, get even better, but he's ready to get that next contract to secure his life after football. That's yep. what he's looking yep. for right now. And, I mean, another guy, you know, that, that's been with the Eagles organization the entire time is uh, Marcus Epps. Yep. Yes. This is his last year on his deal. He's looking for a big-time deal. He's shown that he's the best safety we have, the most consistent guy we've had. He hasn't been hurt. He's played at a high level. I mean, why not him – why not, you know, go out there and test the market, see if he can make some money? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Those are the things that, you know, that, I mean, how has got his work cut out for him this year? I mean, he, he, it was a slam dunk, bro. He, he, he made, he, he turned around, he made things happen in, in every sense of, 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 of having a score of like 95% mm-hmm. of what he did this, this all season and this season, 95% of those, 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 you know, things that he did was, stupendous i mean he just i mean almost unbelievable on how he was able to put this team together and assemble this roster i mean how do you go out and get um you know sue and joseph how do you mm-hmm. do that you know how do you go out and get Bradbury? yeah you know what i'm saying how do you get bradbury how do you get the trade and get aj brown how do you get hassan reddick and you got him way undervalued yeah i mean he did a tremendous job of bringing in guys like kasir white I mean, he's done a fantastic job, man. And and next year, he's really going to have his work cut out for him. But but the great thing about it is, all those guys are free agents, but they're not lingering con- um, contracts. Right. He, he can work it. He can work it. He can work it. Yeah, I I just I think too. Um, when it comes to Howie, I know it looks bleak in terms of a lot of guys leaving, but he is the best in the business at figuring these things out. Like, I guarantee you, like we're saying ourselves, man, how did he end up re-signing X, Y, and Z? How are they doing this? Because he always does figure that part of it. I'm not saying everybody comes back. Obviously, like something's got to give when you're talking about Bradbury and you're talking about C.J. Gardner-Johnson and you're talking about Hargrave and you're talking about C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Sue and Joseph. I know something's got to give, but I I think he's going to surprise you, us, everybody collectively, and bring back more people than maybe we're anticipating. And I don't yeah, just just knowing based off of his track record the way he does things, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. That's all I'm saying. I think it's going to be based on what that quarterback gets first and foremost. True. And Everything then he works starts, off of that. Absolutely. Yep. Then he starts crunching the numbers. 
Yep. But 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 if anybody can figure it out, it, it is Howie. You know, he can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are going to be new components to the equation. Um, and I guarantee you, he may try to make one significant splash on the first few days of free agency. Then he'll back off and see what veterans are still left. And then that's when they start plugging the roster with the lower tier vets, the guys who are not going to kill you financially. And we may see another wave, uh, another wave of guys coming in here on one year deals again. Yep. Because that's all the money they have left. But we, even with that said, the nucleus that remains is still good enough to compete for a championship next season as well. I don't know. Absolutely. Uh, you, you know, and you'll have your, your you have your quarterback, you'll have your receiving core yep. um, for the major part of your offensive line. Um, you'll have, you know, you'll have enough that you can have a core group of guys to come in and really play. I mean, notwithstanding, you know, the fact that a lot of your core players that you had on rookie deals will be also out there test the market. Also, T.J. Edwards, mm-hmm. like I said, um, uh, uh, Marcus Epps is going to test the market. You know, guys like that. I mean, they're going to they, they're going to want to go out and, and see if they can get some money. They're more likely they'll end up here, but you know, you just got to that, that's 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 what comes with being a great team when you're in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. There are going to be so many teams come like right. like vultures and come picking from your roster. I want I want a part of this winning attitude. I want a part of this. Right. They're gonna come and pick it like vultures. You know what I'm saying? They ain't gonna leave nothing but bone left. But at least he has enough bone there to you know to 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 make something happen with it. The well, build the the build skeleton. Well, right. But you had the tenth pick. You have your pick. Um, you know, a lot of the influx of the guys that, that that you drafted last year didn't have to contribute a lot. They're gonna have to contribute now. You know for sure. Yep. Um. So this is where we're gonna find out if you were right if you hit on these guys. You know, you could have Kelsey retire, and all of a sudden Jurgens is, is is you know, is your in there. Yeah, you know, we'll you, see. You, right you could you could know. have you could have you could have Kelsey retire. You could have uh, Andre Dillard go free agency. You could still you could still have Miles Sanders leave, and you still have enough nucleus because if Miles Sanders leaves, they're going to find either a veteran back at a low low tier price, or they're going to find another one in the third, fourth, or fifth round and plug them in. Gainwell will be your lead back. Boston Scott, I don't know, you know, uh, as much as they like him here, Boston Scott's got to be thinking, hey, my time's coming too as a role player somewhere else that I can make more money. Boston Scott has to come to the realization he's never going to make big money in the NFL, but he can make enough money to take care of him in life after football. And I don't think as much as they like him here, I don't think they'll ever, the Eagles will ever view him as a financial priority in his organization. Mm-hmm. which means he has to come to the decision as much as I love Philadelphia. I know my earning power is on borrowed time and I have to maximize that now. So, you know, we, we, we and even with that said, if those pieces left, it's still a good enough nucleus to compete next year. Yeah, absolutely. No question. And, and look, you, you, you have to count on the quarterback getting better. Uh, players that you give an opportunity getting better. I think A.J. Brown, another year in the system, Devontae Smith in his third year. I mean, really, other than, well, the same Alu too. But if Kelsey comes back, it's not really the offensive side that you get hit hard at. No. I know they have to make a decision on Miles Sanders. I get that. It's the other side of the ball. Right, right, you know, right. It's, mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of guys on that side of the ball who are impactful players. Mm-hmm. Fletcher Cox, Hargrave, Kaiser White. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Bradbury. That's the side where you really take the hit. And that's where you're going to have to Graham. 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 Yes. Right on. 
Yeah, there's I mean, so many if you can't you forget about them when you start reeling them off. On the, right, on the I'm, I'm, so when I look at the starters, I see uh, do, 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 one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Two. What a uh, defense. Three. There's only three starters that are uh, under contract right now that are starters. Damn. That are on the defense. That's a lot. Three, out, three out of eleven. Yes. Yeah. Brandon Graham free yeah. agent. Cox free agent. Hargraves free agent. Oh, four. I'm sorry, four. T.J. Edwards a free agent because they're wide a free agent. Uh, C.J. Garner Johnson free agent. Marcus Epps a free agent. James Bradbury free agent. The only yeah. guys you have that are under contract is Avante Maddox. Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, and Slay. Mm-hmm. Great point. That's it. Four Great guys. Great point, Barrett. Yeah, they, they definitely have their work. Look, all the more reason, win this one. Win this one, you figure everything out. Okay? If you take a step back next year, so be it. But get one in your back pocket. Yep. You can figure everything else out. That's for sure. And that's that's the aggressive offseason approach that they've taken so far. All right, we're going to come back. Uh, we will get into a little Sixers who played last night. A couple other a little odds and ends trade deadline. Kyrie Irving dealt to the Mavericks. We'll get into that. Two o'clock, our NFL segment. Did you watch the Pro Bowl? Some movement in terms of assistant coaches. Uh, Shane Steichen has a second interview with the Colts on Saturday. And surprise teams will look ahead to 2023. Surprise and disappointing teams of 2023. We'll get into all of that. Don't go anywhere. He's Barrett. He's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Time to talk about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face And the beauty is they're just a quick phone call away. They serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, we're in that time of year right now where you want to get your trees evaluated. Some heavy winds, some nasty weather, sleet, rain, snow can cause branches and trees to come down. Get ahead of that. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for a sampling of their work or more information. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at Drytech. 
At DryTech, we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Monday, Super Bowl week, as the Eagles take on the Chiefs. 6.30 Sunday evening in Glendale, Arizona. Eagles practicing at State Farm Field, where the uh, where the game will be played. The Chiefs are practicing at Arizona State. Of course, the, uh, the way tonight works is this has become a whole show uh, for the NFL Network. Uh, you, the, the players will meet the media. They'll have all, those, all that pomp and circumstance. They landed yesterday. Both teams did. Uh, in Arizona, and then, and then it starts to get you start to get into some form of normalcy, I guess, as the week goes on. But uh, yeah, the key is going to be to avoid some of these distractions. I think an, an advantage that the Eagles have, even though they have, they have less experience with this than the Chiefs do, they do have players who played in the game not all that long ago, five years ago, and I think they have a quarterback who will help not only stay focused himself, but help keep the team focused and not you know, fall, fall prey to some of the things that happen come Super Bowl week where you're, you're distracted, you're sniffing yourself a little bit, all those kind of things. So I think that's going to be big for this team as well, just to stay focused. All right. Uh, Sixers last night, guys, Sixers lost bad loss uh, to the Knicks. They play really good basketball in general. These kind of things happen from time to time, but when you're taking on the Knicks, you jump out to a 21 point lead early and the Knicks had played the night before this kind of thing shouldn't happen. And they were really out hustled. If you watch the game, 50, 50 balls, uh, Knicks had 14 offensive rebounds. That's an example of hustle, you know, some, some really flat footed standing around ball watching kind of stuff from the Sixers. And, you know, the kind of game that we had maybe seen a little bit 
at times last year or maybe years before. We haven't seen a lot of that this year. So it kind of reared its ugly head again. Uh, nothing to panic about, but certainly not good enough last night. Yeah, especially against the Knicks team that uh, this was the first time they'd overcome a 20-point deficit this season and, and won a game. When they jumped to that to that 21-point lead, I said, they're going to cruise it. And that's with Harden. Harden was way off last night, man. His yeah, he game, his, you know, He was 0 for 4 in the three-point category, I think 4 of 11 shooting. I think he did have, what, 12 assists. But, you know, they, they were just off, man, period. I mean, it, it happens. But I jokingly asked you guys, in the pre-show meeting this, and I said, because I want to get your feedback to make sure I'm not saying things. Um, is it just me, or does does Embiid fall down more than any big man that we watch in the NBA? Uh, the The answer is yes. The answer is yes. I, I think, I, I, I still think that maybe because he had such a quick growth spurt, and I know he's been like seven foot whatever for for. 10 years now, but I think at times it's a struggle for him sometimes to have his equilibrium. Uh, I think there are times where you discretion's the better part of valor. In other words, live to see another day, dude. I don't need you in the third quarter of a regular season game, diving into the seats where you might hurt yourself. <laughs> I'd rather you, I'd rather give the possession up and you stay healthy. I think that's part of it. And there's a little bit of a, he's got a little actor in him. Like he, he could win some Oscars sometimes uh, if I'm being frank. So I think there's a couple things at play. In my I, I wonder to what degree it also is the foot. You know, when you when you have an injury, whether it's a sprained ankle, sprained knee, you know, you favor it. And yeah. when you favor it, it throws off your equilibrium as well, and you fall or you stumble. And we know the foot is not 100% still. And I wonder how much um, that, that weighs into the equation as well as, you know, because, you know, when he falls, you know, he's so awkward when he falls, man, I'm worried about – Man, he's gonna he's gonna fall on the shoulder. He's gonna fall on you know bend another finger, whatever the case may be. Something that's gonna keep him out for an extended period of time. But it's like, oh, I've fallen and I can't get up. It's like slow motion falling with him when he goes down. Yes, <laughs> it does feel like that. It's like it takes forever for this dude to fall sometimes, man. <laughs> Jeez. Now you're right. It it's yeah. You're like oh, it's like when he's going down. Yeah, man. you know, and you're holding your breath. Guy back. You gotta understand that it, you know he's been he's been taught that. Like I was telling you guys, you know, earlier during the meeting that, yeah, like when you're in a car accident and somebody hits you unexpectedly, your body's relaxed and everything, so the blunt of the inertia of you getting hit mm-hmm. and the chance you getting hurt is it lessens than if you see somebody about to hit you because your muscles tighten up and then you feel all of that because your body's intense. Yeah, kind of the same thing. You know, he's taught that. All right, don't try to. Brace yourself because when you brace yourself, you you mm-hmm. throw everything else out of whack. You might hurt yourself in another way. So it's almost like you just tell them stop, drop, and roll. You know, it's like when you fall, don't try to fight the fall. Just go ahead and continue to fall and fall in a way in which you don't hurt yourself. And he's mm-hmm. he's learned to do that. He used to fall and be hurting himself and be out for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. it comes with him understanding his body. You're right. He probably did have a growth spurt where he grew ten inches and probably. A year, you know what I'm saying? A year and a half. And it takes a while for your body and coordination to get developed during that time to catch up with you when you're growing up. Mm-hmm. I know I went from like when I when I left uh and I got to high school, and then then I think my sophomore to my junior year, I went from six foot to six three. Jeez. You know what I'm saying? And you know, in between that time, and I stayed at six three till I got to college. And then college I grew one more uh one more inch in college. 
But then when I got drafted by the NFL, I drew. I mean, I, I, I went. No, I, I grew an inch and a half in college. So I went to six four and a half. And then when I got to the NFL, when I was with the Vs, my first year, I went to six foot five and a half. I grew damn. another inch. I'm like, damn, I should have grew this inch when I was in college because it probably gave me like another million dollars more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, it, it's your body takes a while to get used to being the size you are. And I bet you that's what's going on with him. You know, he's 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 now because he's gotten better. He's gotten better every year he's been in the league. You have to admit that. He's become a a a, a true um self-fulfilling prophecy. He said he wanted to be great. He he he's playing great right now. Mm-hmm. He says he wants to be a point guard. He's going to hurt himself into being a point guard. <laughs> yeah, look, he, he's, a re- he's a remarkable talent. There, there is no question about that. And the, the stuff that he does, the touch that he has from the outside, the ability to run the floor, the timing he has on certain blocks, it's crazy. His athleticism is crazy. I, I, I think you just occasionally see, you know, the, the body and the mind maybe aren't on the same page sometimes. And it's, uh, he is. he's a little bit awkward, I guess is the word. Or, 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 or maybe he's mastered the art of acting. Let's Could face be. it. Could we be. know how NBA players are actors. You know, um, um, James Harden is one of the best in the business at acting, you know, and maybe he's taught Embiid well. You know, it's just a slower version mm-hmm. of what, of what, <laughs> yeah, James, yeah. You know, James Harden drives a paint, he's dropping wings everywhere, man. Like somebody shot him from the stands, he does, he know? rarely gets the calls anymore. Oh, my uh, goodness, he, like he gets the get. Holy Ghost, yeah, yeah, he does, <laughs> and then it's always, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, but, I, but I will say this all. Go back to the game last night. Go to the fourth quarter. Yeah. Julius Randle in particular, he hit a couple of shots that you were saying, come on, man. Sir. I mean, the ball bounced around the rim three or four times, then dropped. High banker from in the lane. Yeah. That was running. a prayer. Yeah, it's yeah. like, come on, man. Seriously, I mean, those things happen. But it's like, as yeah. soon as the Sixers got a little bit of momentum, here comes Julius Randle throwing up something that went doink, 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 yeah. down. Off the glass, like Rob said, it's like, what are you going to do after that, man? Some, sometimes you just have to throw up your hands and say, because the Sixers did close the gap, but then at a certain point, once um, once the Knicks got up by 10, it was over by then. But yeah. when the Sixers closed the gap, it was Julius Randle coming up with some crazy shot to, to keep the momentum uh, on the Knicks side. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, no question about it. All right, so the big story yesterday prior – it's actually before the Sixers game – Kyrie Irving gets traded to the to the Mavs. Uh, the Mavs give up. You know, Spencer Dinwiddie goes back to Brooklyn. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. They give up a first rounder, a second rounder, uh, going forward. But he he gets his wish and he gets let out of town. Look, th- this is I, I think it's the thing that bothers me maybe the most about professional sports. You see it especially in the NBA. But you know, a player, a bad actor. You know, a guy who's a who's a bad act in general and is a is the least team guy in the world gets rewarded for his petulant behavior. Mm-hmm. And here's a great example of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he wanted out. Okay. He not only does he get out and he gets to go play with Luca, uh, you know, and again, I like the Mavs are a great team. They're certainly way better now. And nobody questions the talent and all that, but he is such a, an anti-team player. I'm telling you guys, this is the beginning of the end of Luca in Dallas. He'll get, he'll get a win. Yeah. Because he'll get a win. I'm sure he's happy that he's here now, but he'll get a wind of what Kyrie's all about. And how he's not dependable, and how he'll just just roll on you in two seconds. I mean, Brooklyn was in the middle of of a you know they were they were right there, and mm. he decided you know what I want out. Screw every one of you guys. So he got what he wanted, and he and he's there now. And 
I, I think it's just a bad, it's a bad deal in general. I get it's professional sports and it's not, not, not everything's perfect and it's just a business and you got to deal with it and all that, but he shouldn't get rewarded for the way that he's behaved. It's just my opinion. Kyrie Irving is a phenomenal talent. I don't want him on my team. Yep. I don't. Plain and simple. I don't want him on the team. I think he can go there and do more. Now, will he give them a juice on an offensive game down in Dallas, take some of that pressure off Luca? Absolutely. But it's the antics you might have to deal with down there. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he goes down and he's a choir boy just to get through this season. You know, he goes from one playoff contending team to another playoff contending team. You know, I, I, when, when, when in terms of lifestyle, I, I'd much rather live in Dallas area more so than Brooklyn. There's less congestion. <laughs> You know, you get you more more wide open space. You know, in Brooklyn, everything's on top of uh, of everything. But who knows? Maybe change of scenery will bring about a change of heart. But we've seen this act too many times with him. Um, just the basketball player element of him. Oh man, he can light it up. He can take over a game in any given moment. There's no question about that. But it's more to it than that. You know, how is he going to fit in in that culture in that locker room? Will he be a disruptive factor? Will he toe the line? He's very outspoken. You know, he's controversial in, in a lot of ways. He brings a lot of unwanted attention to himself and the organizations he's with because of some of his antics and, and some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth. Now, obviously, you got to sit down and have a discussion with him when he gets down to Dallas. Um, and he might say all the right things initially, but you watch, you you got to watch him side-eye because you know at any given moment, Something could happen. You're sitting there scrambling as a PR staff, and as a front office, all hands on deck. We got to cover this up now, you know. And when you're trying to focus on being the best team team you can be in the conference, you're jockeying for seating position, and you got these kind of distractions, it just messes up the whole chemistry. I mean, here, here's what you you can bank on: for at least the rest of this regular season, he'll be on good behavior because he wants I, to get. I won't go that far. Well, well, here's yeah. what I mean. Here's that's what I mean. That's part for the course for him. He does. He is like that. He, he wants to get his contract and he wants to show yep. Dallas he's committed to Dallas and he's, he's a team guy and all that. And they'll fool themselves into thinking that. And then he'll get a max contract extension True. in the summer. And then it will all start again. This, nothing. This leopard does not change his spots. Ooh. This is who he is. It's who he's always been. He wanted to get away from the shadow of LeBron. Do, you, do we remember that? Break up a good thing yeah. in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. He wanted out of there. He forced his way out. He loved the Celtics. Until he forced his way out, until he decided to just roll on them, even though he told them he was going to resign with them. Then he goes to Brooklyn with Durant and Harden, and this is going to be the greatest thing ever. Meanwhile, how did that work out? He bails on Kevin Durant. He cares about one person, Kyrie Irving. He doesn't care about the team. He doesn't care about anybody else. He's all about himself. So that should be a red flag right there for Dallas. I, I approach this situation. It, it put it in a category of proceed with caution. You know, and I think I think it should be determined on how far they go. You will have a good sample from now until the playoffs to find out does he work with Luca because Luca's still the star down there. That's his show, you know. And I think you would, in terms of giving him a long term deal based based on just what you said, Rob, the history of what he's done. I don't know. I honestly don't know if I want him that for another two, three, four years beyond this year. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that's going to be really fascinating to watch is how does Durant react to this? Does Durant uh, say, hey, you know what? Uh, I got some guys who are, who are going to go to the mat with me now with Dinwiddie, even though they aren't as talented, Dinwiddie and Finney Smith and all that, and we'll, we'll, we'll give it everything we have. Or does he say, I, this isn't what I signed up for, man. Harden's yeah. not here anymore. Kyrie's not here anymore. Get me out of here too. 
I, I don't know. I honestly don't know how he, how he would respond to that. You know, and I think the other thing that's become very abundant, nobody wants to be anywhere around Ben Simmons. No. They know. They know what he is, and they know mm. that he is not a foxhole guy, and he is not going to be there in the biggest of spots. He's only there to collect a paycheck, and he plays like it. You can't be 6'10 and, and give what he gives, the results he gets, and your teammates – looking at you and they're fighting tooth and nail every night. And this dude's much bigger than most of the guys on his team. And they're putting up better numbers than him consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, how, do you, how are you 6'10", a first round pick 16, you putting up what, six points a game, seven points a game, a couple of rebounds every now and then and in a crucial situation, the coach puts you on the bench instead of the game. What does that say about your body of work? Yeah. I think he's resigned to this is who he is. Like he's just fine with this. Like the, the, the competitor in that, that fire went out. And he's just happy collecting a check and, you know, whatever he does now. Living the I, lifestyle. I, I can't play with him. Can't, what did Mike Singletary say? Can't play, can't win with him. Can't yeah. play with him. Bruh, just like the, you know, I'm looking at the stream now. Um, hold on a second. Hold on again. Uh, uh, me, me, Miranda, me, me, Miranda, said Kyrie and Luca are going to butt heads. You got a ball dominant forward in Luca. A ball dominant guard in Kyrie. Yep. How does that work out? Yep. They yep. don't run a pick and roll. Mm-hmm. They play and, and Luca plays a lot of one on one basketball. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes, he does. Shot clock winding down. And if he can't possibly get a shot up, then he kicks it with like two seconds left, and somebody's got to launch. It's right. a lot of Luca's game. So how's that going to work? Yeah. It's yeah. not going to work because Luca's yeah. going to get his 25, 27 shots a game. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. I hear you. Oh, my uh, goodness. All right, let me hit you with this because it just gets pretty, pretty uh, recent. It just came down a couple minutes ago. So uh, Tom Brady was on with Colin Cowherd of FS1, and he said basically he's going to take the 2023 year off, Ooh. meaning this football season, and, and join the broadcasting booth in 24. So he's going to take a gap year. So I, I have two reactions to that. Number one, like – I know he's already got a deal in place, but there's such a level of arrogance with that. Like, obviously, he's Tom Brady can do whatever he wants. But, like, Greg Olson is doing a hell of a job, and Greg Olson's right. going to play this game like, oh, I get one more year, I guess, as the number one guy until Tom yeah. Terrific decides he wants to step into the booth. Yeah. Like, like there's just, like, I, I don't know, man. I, I, and well, I, 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 I will see. Maybe, maybe Tom's still sorting things out, coming out of divorce, his kids. No, I don't. I, I don't blame him for taking mean? a year off. It's not yeah. my issue isn't with that. It's just basically I'm going to slide into my you know my number one booth role in, in a year. Like, okay, dude, dude. If a network allows, if your if your your future uh, employer allows it, you know, most times when you transition to a job, you say, yeah, I want to be uh, a month. You know, I got to move my family. I got to do this. Yeah, give me a month to get ready. He's taking a whole year off. Well, yeah. first of all, he doesn't need the money. The dude sitting Correct. on a gold mine. His house. Why would you want to leave that house in Florida that he has? Yeah, you know, as a house is big enough, big as an airport. The boat is the boat is the same size as 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 the neighborhood. <laughs> the boat, as the yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, the boat. He's got the boat. He's got. He's got yeah, he's got it all. all. I, I know. Bro, he's got everything. Bro, bro. I, 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 probably, I, he's I, probably with ten bottles right now. I get it. Right. I, I'm not even gonna bitch about it because I mean, you know, it, it ain't tricking if you got it. You no. know what I'm saying? I mean, that's no. all I'm gonna say. No, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not killing him for what he's got. Right. I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying this though. I'm, I'm saying this. Dude has built up this much cachet to do what the hell he wants to that's do. That's that's true. And that's 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 all I'm getting yeah. to, man. He, maybe he, I'm he's, being a hater. Maybe it's yeah, I, I know I am, 
I'm not that. Let me not even let, don't, don't even get it twisted. Let me not even lie take, about it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I'm hating. Yes. Are you hating? <laughs> huh? I'm not hating. I'm applauding him. No, because I mean I, because I, just, I can't I guess, just take off. I, I guess I'm looking <laughs> at. I, I guess I'm looking at it from like whatever dude he's gonna, you know, box out of that position, and it's probably Greg Olson. I just yeah. I don't know. Yo, well, Greg Olson's right now the best guy in the booth to me. To yeah. me, I I think it's him, and uh, uh, what's the other quarterback's name from Dallas? Oh, um, Romo. No, Romo? not Romo. Uh, no, um, the other quarterback, uh, Aikman. Troy Aikman. Yeah, Troy Aikman. Yeah, I think him and Aikman oh. are the best right now. That it, you know, going. I, I like I like those two the best. Yeah, See, and it's and it's not it's not Brady's fault that Olson eventually will be bumped. That's a network decision. Yep. You know, it's not like he went in and muscled him out, bad mouthed him or anything like that. That's a nope. network decision. That's what they decided to go the direction they want to go in. I mean, hey, look, I mean, we, we t- Tom Brady's living a life we wish we could live. Yeah, no doubt. Out of that. No doubt. No you doubt. Know, do what you do. You pay for it. You sacrifice your body. You got seven rings. You got all the bling you could ask for. More money. I mean, he's going to make more money on commercials. Oh, you know, he's sure. gonna sit there and make another seven figures doing commercial. And if he's smart, though, and I'm assuming he is, you take part of this next year coming up that you're gonna take off, and you get you a coach. You get you a coach to coach you to be better on TV. Yeah. You know, no matter how good you think you are, get your coach to just work with you in the studio. That's Bruh. what Fox should do. Bruh, that's that goes without saying. He's it, it, it'll be a part of T12, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. He's going to do it. He, for one thing, we know he's the consummate professional. He's going to make sure that he does everything the right way. He's going to try to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Now, this is going to be reading good results. We'll see. He'll be well prepared and he's going to exhaust every method in order trying to make him the best he can be. We all know that. Yeah. Like, I, that. I don't know that he'll need an intervention. Because he's stealing money like Tony Romo. Not an I, I think he'll actually put the work in. <laughs> yeah, but he needs somebody to work with his on his energy level for sure. I agree. I Tom agree. Brady, you saw standing at the podium every week, is too mundane. It's too too yeah. low key. You have to have a variation in your octave ranges when you broadcast games. Well, see, okay. but we didn't know we didn't know Peyton had this this um you know this 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 outwardly personality. Yeah, you know, but where did that come from? Already. I mean, yeah. I thought he was a square, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. look, he is one of the funniest dude I've seen in a while, man. It, mm-hmm. Him and his brother on that uh yeah. that, that 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 cast us. Yep. I mean, it's unbelievable, man. Yeah, but I mean, you know what? They got that good old boy Southern Twang. See, they yeah. probably had it, but they were programmed not to show too much of it as a professional athlete. Yeah. Right. Now they can just let their hair down and be themselves and people are, like Bear said, I didn't know they I didn't know they were this funny, to be well, honest. You're right. Like the Brady transformation if there is one is going to be fascinating to see like if he lets the guard down if he's not you know if he's willing to say that the biggest challenge i think all these guys have is and and barry you could speak to this very well it's hard to to put the analytic uh, media guy hat on and be critical sometimes you know because you're you're it's it's a fraternity with your fellow players it's hard to bring the hammer down and and yeah some guys are good at it other guys still to this day don't want to do it well you you got to be very very um you got to be very selective on how you do it. You got to be understanding that these guys are going to catch feelings regardless of what you say. And I had a problem with it at first until D. Gunn sat me down and told me, hey, man, you feeding your family now. They feeding theirs. Don't worry about that. They still going to be your friends. If you tell them the truth, they still going to be your friends. If not, you got to put eggs on the table. As long as you're not <laughs> embellishing a story, as long as you're not lying, sensationalizing, as long as you're telling the truth, 
even if they get mad at you, and, and, I, and I've told you guys, I've shared this with you, even when you have to have those conversations, hey, man, I heard what you say about me. Tell me what I said that wasn't true. Right. And that's yeah. where it ends. Yeah. See, Absolutely. as long as you're honest. Did I embellish it? No. Did I make it up? No. Yeah. I, I got into it yeah. one time with a guy that was like, on a, on a, you know, I said something, and then, you know, I went to the locker room the next day. Oh, so now you want to interview me now? I was like, oh, so you so you having feelings of what I said the other day, right? He's like, yeah, man. I say, well, did I lie? Well, you don't know. You don't know. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. Mm-hmm. Now, it was a screenplay, right? Yes. I said, all right, let me tell you. Let me, let me, let me break it down to you what a screenplay is. So, you know, football is football is football. All right, on football, when you run a screenplay, it's a slow screen to the running back. Let me tell you your assignment. All right, when, you, when the ball snapped, you go up. The first guy out, he's in charge of the mugger. He said, what's the mugger? I said, the mugger is the first guy that has the back or tighten or whatever it is, man to man. You've got to get that guy, pick that guy off first. Second guy out has to get the widest guy on the field. The third guy has got to check back for retracers and then get up the alleyway. He said, well, yeah. I said, you were the first person out, right? He's like, yeah, but I, I was going. I said, no, no. First person out gets who? It gets the mugger, the guy that had the back man to man. I said, did you get him man to man? No, but I got that. Why? I said, whoa, 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 whoa. You just said, I just gave you the rules. <laughs> so if I'm wrong, you guys changed the rules up since I was playing. Okay, then I'll, I'll say, but, but you know, I got out too quick. I said, it still doesn't change the fact that you're the guy that has a man to man. I didn't say anything wrong. I just simply said what the play happened, but you made me look bad. I said, well, I didn't make you look bad. You made yourself look bad. That's right. right. I say I hope this doesn't, you know, what I'm saying, that, you know, you know, uh, demise our relationship. You know, what I'm saying because I told the truth. I don't think right. that's cool. I don't think it's fair that you would, you know, not want to talk to me anymore because I told the truth. Uh-huh. He's all right, baby. You good, man. You good. You're right. You're right. You're right. So I'm not trying to be right. I'm just saying, I, I as an analyst, I gotta go out there and I gotta tell the truth, bro. Yeah, right? yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, you know, so said we still cool. But I let him know that, you know, at that time, I was just telling the truth. And and the fact that you do your homework and you weren't just speaking at your your rear end, I, right, I think then, right. then, you know, gains a respect, that's for sure, uh, from these guys. All right, we're going to come back. Some hirings uh, around the NFL, some assistant coaches who's still in the mix for certain gigs. Uh, we'll dive into all that, some surprise, some disappointing teams going forward in 2023. We'll do all those kind of things when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn. Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take Super Bowl week. All right, let's talk a little bit about Razor Technology because managed IT services are critical. Razor Technology's comprehensive managed service provider solution delivers constant monitoring, on-demand assistance, and rapid issue resolution. Through data-vetted and insight-driven implementation, we strengthen your existing IT resources with both human power and expertise that reduces security risks and downtime while enhancing organizational efficiency and productivity. They are a strategic resource for adaptive and fast-growing companies that need help selecting, implementing, and managing their IT services. Their goal? It's always bigger than one project, one problem, one upgrade. It's improving the overall functioning of their partners and helping them achieve their business objectives through an ongoing synergistic relationship. Give their IT team and give your IT team the freedom to refocus by augmenting their reach with Razor Technology. Contact Razor Technology today to learn how their managed services can protect and enhance your business by calling 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. 
Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi, I'm Jim Mulebronner, managing partner at Delval Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! This Sunday, 6.30 Eastern time is the kickoff. The line has stayed steady at one and a half, uh, which I'm not shocked. I think as the week moves on, as we get into like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, there'll be some movement. Will it move a half point one way or the other? Yeah, it wouldn't really surprise me. I don't think we're going to see any kind of dramatic move, but the over-under 50, which is, you know, a good amount for a Super Bowl. uh, That's for sure, considering both of these teams are, are pretty good defensively. Um, but you know, that's, that's where Vegas has this thing set and we will see, and there'll be a myriad of props and all those kind of things and all the, all the fun stuff that we always, uh, 
do once we get a little bit closer and we'll have reports. Barrett's going out there Wednesday. So he'll be joining us Thursday and Friday uh, from Arizona. He'll give us the, the sights and the sounds, Barrett. That's what we need you to do, man. We need to, you're our eyes and our ears, dude. So you got to give us everything that's going on, man. Observations, food, good spots, talent, whatever's happening. I, I can do that. Do that right. That's right up your alley. I know it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, Barrett, you won't get time. There is some great bass fishing out that area. And I'm talking because they feed year run. I'm talking lunkers. What? Um, dude, there's some there's some lakes within a Phoenix area. Bass fishing is legit. Well, I, I'll I'll definitely bring you my telescope rod. I was gonna say because you you're not gonna have time to go fishing though. Uh, I, I, I was gonna say they are gonna be working him to 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 his fingers to the nose. <laughs> they'll, they'll be make, they'll be making up shows as they go along. Yes, there is no shot fishing is involved in the equation. The Sorry first, to break it to you, Barrett. I will try. The first live, the first time live, I expect to see Barrett out there will be when he's outside in the parking lot of White Castles in Scottsdale, <laughs> doing a live report for us with one of them burgers in his hand, and I'm be sitting there like this. <laughs> I'm good with that. Uh, I got to make it happen. I got to make it happen. Yeah. All right. So we will. Uh, we'll be doing that. So okay. all right, let's do a couple things. So uh, Sean Payton introduced uh, for the Broncos today as their head coach. Um, he's going to, according to Peter King, he's going to make in the neighborhood of about 18 million, somewhere around there. Woo! a year. That's where this Woo! is headed now. I, I think, you know, you know, think about it. He, he, he hit the perfect sweet spot experienced coach. That's won a super bowl as a head coach that had a, that, that turned a guy in from good to great in, in Drew Brees, you know, like hall of fame. Great. In a de- with a desperate team that doesn't have a lot of draft picks, it's, you know, it doesn't have a ton of cap space, that desperately is trying to get a quarterback turned around and fixed. It couldn't it really, it couldn't be better. It's like the perfect storm for it is Sean Payton. It is, you know, because you got a, a well-respected coach, who's one of the smartest guys, um, you know, to 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 be a coach in the game. He has he has the same perspective that he had, he had with with Drew Brees. He can definitely apply to Russell Wilson. I mean, it's perfect. It's a match made in heaven. And they understood that, you know, how long this guy was on the hook for. Russell Wilson's on the hook for a long time. So why not get somebody in here that can, you know, that can that can make it happen. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's not a it's not it's not a, you know, it's it to me it's the best thing you can get as far as a slam dunk of a coach to enter into a system. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect, perfect mix for me. Yeah. I got a, I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Eliminate Bill Belichick because that would be too easy of an answer. Who would be the next coach, head coach, that would come close to what Sean Payton is making in Denver? Oh, who could possibly be the next coach that comes close? Oh, the next one. So somebody who's not coaching now. No, no, I mean somebody who's coaching now. Oh, somebody in existing head coaching position. Who could be the next one to even come close to making what Sean Payton is making in Denver? What do you think Big Red's making? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Big I'd Red. say oh, it's easy to find out. Let's see I, here. I, I'm, I'm Probably saying, 10 or 12. Yeah, he's got to be double digits at least. <clears throat> he's 10 or 12. Yeah, I know for a fact he's probably 10 or 12 because um, when you look at Chucky, Chucky was making 10. Right. Right. He's got to be making more than Chucky was making. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And he does. Um, man. Uh, 
Oh, interesting. This Harbaugh, is interesting. Harbaugh doing pretty well. Mm. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. Let's see, an annual. Pete Carroll. Okay. Pete Carroll's got to be up there. He's got to be up there. But Pete Carroll's approaching. Pete Carroll's over seventy years old. So how much longer does he want to coach? Yeah. That's the key with him. They had a they had a um, nice comeback year this year, so that might keep him around a little bit longer. Let's see here. Uh, list of now this is a list of current. Oh, this is coordinators. Ah, dang it. Um, I just I saw a list a headline that said highest paid coaches. List of highest paid NFL coaches. Okay, read more. All right. Um, B- what? Bill Belichick. Oh, now I didn't know this. I asked a question, but I did not know this. Now this is according to um, the Pro Football Network. This story came out January eighth of this year, and this is what coaches will be paid for two thousand twenty three. Bill Belichick twenty million. Sheesh. Pete Carroll fifteen million. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay fourteen million. McVay. Mike Tomlin, 12 and a half. Andy Reid, 12. John Harbaugh, 12. Josh McDaniels, 10. Josh McDaniel got 10. 10. Kyle Shanahan, 10. Mike Vrabel, 9.5. Doug Peterson, 8.5. Damn. Those are not who, bad numbers. Who's not on that list, fellas? Nick Sirianni. Right. <laughs> who will be signing an extension, I guarantee you, this offseason. If he wins the Super Bowl, mm. I don't know what he's making now, but he's going to double that easily. Yeah, he is. And then some. Yeah, he I had is. no idea. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but Belichick's already making 20 for next season. Yeah, I know. He's, and he's also he's, the he's GM. He earned and, that. and he's been there for 20-something. Yeah, we know yeah, the track. he earned that. Yeah. But in Pete Carroll at 15, 15, I'm not surprised either. I mean, no. he's been there a long time. Look at the success he's had. Yeah, he's won one. Team, you know? Sure. Yeah, he's been to two, one, one. When he had Russell, they were – I mean, think about it. When he got Russell, Russell started as a rookie. For the first, what, six, seven years of Russell's career, never had a losing season? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, think about it. I mean. Good point. So, Pete Carroll's earned that money. No but now that, But now that Peyton's going to get 18. If Pete, and again, so who would be the next one then? Because you think Mike Tomlin's been in place 16 years. Has won, has been a super two Super Bowls, won one, lost one, never had a losing record. Yet he's this weird saying this. He's only making twelve and a half. Right. So when does he get his next huge bump? He's going to need to make a run, I think, to get crazy higher than that, don't you think? I mean, it's been okay lately, but it hasn't been great for him. Yeah, but Rob, he's never had a losing season. No, I, I listen. I you hear know what you. I mean. I hear. I don't you. disagree with what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Based on a body of work, his body of work is the equivalent of what Pete Carroll has done. Sure, wouldn't you uh, what, say? Was McDermott on that list, Derek? Because he's he's been Sean pretty McDermott. Consistent. Yeah, he's Sean McDermott consistent. was not on that list. You know, That's I know they crazy. They, yeah, they haven't won it, but you know he, they've been pretty good. He hasn't taken a team to a Super Bowl either. True, but look, I mean, um, how's he not making over ten mil a year? Yeah, true. So that's right now. They're they're saying that. Um, Wow. So so we know we know for a fact that 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 um he's not making over ten a year. We knew Nick wasn't making over ten a year. What's Rob Sala making? He's not on that list, right? Uh he wasn't on that list either. He's not I, making over ten. I would 10 guess a year. he's around five or six. Right. As a first year head first um, time as a head coach. It's gotta be at least that. He probably McDaniel. made close as a coordinator. 
What's McDaniel made? Uh, now, according to this, for the 2022 season, this is another site of Wolfgang Sport. Wolfgang Sports. Um, Sean, McD- Sean McDermott made eight million for 2022. Andy Reid. Now, this can't be right. This can't, Andy Reid only made eight million for no 2022. Uh, no, there's no way Reid's not in double figures. There's no way Reid's not there's making no at least ten. There's I, no way. No chance. No. No, no chance. All right. Well, anyway, I, I, it's it's interesting uh, where it may go. Now, the speaking of the Broncos, they've lost their defensive coordinator. The uh, and forgive me if I'm mispronouncing this. Uh, Ajero Avero, uh, who who is the mm. defensive coordinator in Denver the last couple of years, and they had a really good defense. By the way, it was the offense that was terrible. He goes to the Panthers. That's a nice little move by the Panthers. Great move. To, to Not, bad. Not bad yeah. at all. Yeah, so he ends up going there to join Frank Reich's staff. And, they, you know, their defense wasn't bad. When everything – when they started just shipping off parts, you know, moving McCaffrey and those guys, the defense held them together pretty nicely for the most mm, part last year. Yeah. So, they're if they get a quarterback – and we'll get to this in a second. They might be a team to keep your eye on. If yes. They get a big if. But if they get <clears> – <throat> They have the other pieces. They just yeah. just need to, and who knows? Maybe would Jimmy would Jimmy G go there? Would Derek Carr go there? Veteran? I don't know. Again, does Frank Wright go the veteran route again? Maybe. Maybe. I, I well. think. I think for any quarterback, namely probably Aaron Rodgers, outside of you know, because we know Carr's days. I think Vegas is the most appealing spot to go to. The Jets would be second, just in terms of personnel. Yeah. I think the Jets would be second. But, you know, some guys just don't want to live that New York lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want any parts of that New New York, New Jersey lifestyle. I That's, understand. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at a guy like Derek Carr. He's from the Fresno area, wide open. He goes to Vegas. You know, you, you got an elbow room in Vegas, although it has grown rapidly. But you got a lot of elbow room, you yeah. know. And some people don't like the hustle and bustle of New York, the Boston the lifestyle, that kind of thing. You know, Carolina. You know, Carolina's a great city. You know, yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte's a great city. Yeah. Um, maybe that's more to his liking. Who could knows? Be. Yeah, it could be. Makes sense. Hey, how about this? Uh, a really good career. It was not the same guy the last couple of years, but yeah. man, a phenomenal career career. Yeah. AJ AJ Green retired. Uh, put a uh, put a post out there, said thank you. Thank you to all supported, encouraged, and inspired me throughout my career. Special thank you to the University of Georgia, Cincinnati Bengals, Arizona Cardinals for the opportunity to pursue pursue my dreams. I've stayed true to the game, and it owes me nothing. Be blessed. Love y'all. Next chapter begins. Good for him, man. Really good career. He got his money. Uh, I think, you know, you look at how much he was injured over the last couple of years. I think physically, mentally, he's just worn down. Doesn't want to do it anymore. Doesn't want to get his body back up to that exceptional level again, you know, and have to worry about the OTAs, the training camps, the aches and pains. And, you know, good for him. Had a great career. Was it a Hall of Fame career? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. But no, you know, not even close. Yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer, but but, yeah. but go down in the real good category and oh, yeah. phenomenal you know. years. Yep. You know, he got out, he got out he at least he got out on his own terms. You know, yeah. A lot of players don't get to say that. Some some have to get out because they can't go anymore. The medical experts have told him that's it. Mm-hmm. Reached the end of the line. You know, our guy right here he had to deal with that. You know, so and a lot of players don't get to leave when they want to leave. So good for him. Yeah. Great receiver. Oh, no doubt. He had some really good years for sure. Um, The Raiders, speaking of, have allowed Derek Carr permission to talk to other teams. It's like, no kidding. I mean, why wouldn't you do it? It benefits you too. Right. He's talking to other teams to try and make a trade. But he's another one. He falls into that category of 
with Jimmy G and some of the other veterans who are going to become available, what's a, what's a good landing spot. And you know, the teams that you're looking at that are possibilities, you, you know, the, the one I would keep my eye on, I'll, I'll, I'll just throw this out there right now. And I don't know how it's affected by Bill O'Brien going there as the offensive coordinator, but is new England a hundred percent sold on Mac Jones? Mm, don't know. That's, I think they are. I think they are. Okay. You know, what? you know, a team uh, that, you know, I could see him going to and competing with, you know, the, the saints. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. That's a good one. Also car yeah. going to saints. I mean, he could run that offense with the amount of firepower they have. That'd be a nice little mix for him. I could totally see that. Yeah. I was, know, I was thinking of Seattle, but I think Seattle, you, do you really think they're going to pay him? Well, if Gino just came out yesterday and said that the talks have already begun and he feels that they're in a good place to, you know, in, in terms of trying to get a deal done. So I think I do believe Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll's loyal into a, yeah. a lot of ways of players. I think, they're happy with what Gino gave them last year. I would be too. I think yeah. so. I, I, I think Gino comes back. I do, I do too. I, I think they'll figure that out. But yeah. Um... I think the one place you can eliminate Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers from even considering is Houston. I think Houston is committed to grooming a young quarterback with a new head coach, new direction. Yep. They don't want a high-priced veteran in there. That I think Indy, perfect. too. You can put Indy in that category, too. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 just think about what they went through the last couple of years, Derek. When when, when Andrew Luck yeah. rolled on them, yeah. they went – and not that Phillip Rivers was terrible. He was okay. He was fine. But right. it was they went Phillip Rivers – yeah, they went Carson. They went Matt Ryan. They had yep. Reset in there. Like they don't. I don't think they want to go that route anymore. They have, and they're drafting high enough where they can. They're going to be in the mix for C.J. Stroud, or you know what I mean. I, I think they're yeah. going that direction. I, I truly believe that. I think right. the Texans grab Bryce Young, and I think C.J. Stroud becomes a Colt. You don't think? I see. I, I'm looking at all the the so-called pre-drafts, and it's been back and forth. Houston taking either Stroud or Young. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know how it plays out every spring. Right. It goes back and forth. And, you know, who knows? It's going to be based on what Houston deems as the type of quarterback they want to run, who, whoever the offensive coordinator is for Houston. What kind of quarterback does he want for his system? Does Young fit that better or does Stroud fit that better? Yeah. That's what it's going to come down to. And the only downside to Young is he's on the smaller side. But yes. we've seen teams yep. make it. Look, look uh, Jalen's not the – I know Jalen's strong. Yeah. But he's not the biggest guy in the world. No. So, Drew Brees wasn't the biggest guy in the world. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like teams are better at adapting to that now than they back in the day. Yeah. It was like, forget it. He's not six foot two, you know, whatever. So, um, but yeah, that you're right. I, I would say the other teams for the, for the veterans, right. That could be in play for the veterans. Right. Um, boy. Um, for a veteran quarterback, there's not a lot of teams. Small Washington. Yes. Whoa. Washington, yes. Uh, we got a trio of good receivers. Green yep. Bay, if Rodgers gets traded, obviously they're committed to Love. They're gonna if they get rid of Rodgers, they have to justify drafting Jordan Love in the first round. Yeah. Only thing they got to pay him this year, though. They don't have to pay Jordan Love this year. He's still on a rookie deal. They don't I, have thought, to pay him. I thought this is his fourth year. Now, if it, now, this, this, if, I don't know if this is the option. You know, every first round pick is subjected to that option year. That fifth year, which is which is controlled by the team, but yeah, the team can pick that up. Yep. Yeah, 
So the, the, this is a proven year. If, if Green Bay decides to go with Jordan Love, this is a proven year. They have Jordan Love right where they want him. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they'll they bring in like a middle-of-the-road backup. To yeah. Back him and, up. and you're in prove it to me, you exactly. know, whether you're going to be here long-term, 100%. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I would say Tampa Bay, clearly, you know, with Brady out of there. A, a lot of this, you you pivot off of whatever Rodgers does. Wherever Rodgers ends up, you're going to – other yeah. teams are going to have to pivot off of that. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, we'll find out. I, um, I wouldn't, I would not discount him to the Raiders. Who, I thought that Rogers? was going to be Brady's landing stop, but I wouldn't discount yeah. Rodgers to, to, the, to would, the Raiders. I wouldn't either. I mean, they already yeah. made one trade with Green Bay. They get, they gave up a first round pick to get Devontae Adams. Put sure. Rodgers back with his boy Adams. And oh, by the way, give Rodgers weapons he's never had before in Green Bay. Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, great running back. Yeah, if they resigned Jacobs. Yeah. What? Yeah. I hear you. You got everything uh, you want. Joe Woods, uh, defensive coordinator who was formerly of the Browns, goes to the Saints with Dennis Allen. Uh, you know, again, it's they're they're they have a pretty good defense. It's not the defense, yeah, it's the offense there. And who's the quarterback? If 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 Dennis Allen handpicked Joe Woods, then this is the kind of guy that he wants down there to replace with you because Dennis Allen is running that defense. Yep, yep. you know, it's his no defense. Question. Somebody else may get the title of DC, but Dennis Allen is running that show down there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Joe Wood from what I've looked at in his credentials, not a bad choice considering what's available out there. You know, that's the kind of situation you have to go into. We don't expect you to be this wonder kid. Wow. Just don't mess it up. Right. We have the pieces in place. Just don't come down here and mess it up. Yeah. So you got to do. Yeah. Fair enough. Get, I, get I, paid I, handsomely for it. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's getting a nice little salary for it. Um, all right, you guys want to dive into some teams that you think could be surprises and or fall off a cliff next year? Mm. Okay. I'll, I'll give you – I'll start with the surprise in a good way. Positive positive surprises. Stop me if you've heard this before. Mm. If the Jets get a decent quarterback in there, I think there's a <laughs> there's a lot of other things to really like. Yes. On defense, I like Garrett Wilson. I like Brees Hall coming back as the running back. Like there's a lot of good things in place there if they can get the quarterback thing right, and it ain't Zach Wilson. I'm talking non-Zach Wilson here. Okay, I, I would say watch out for the Jets. Maybe Rodgers ends, ends up there. I don't know. Mm. Um, but that's one. I, I like the Jets. I'll give you another one. I think the Steelers with Pickett in his second year. I was going to say that one. Yep. Start taking off here. Yep. Because again, there's a lot of, and they they showed themselves at the end of the year like. We're a lot better than we looked earlier. We, we're starting to get this thing together. It's a little bit too late for that. I'll yep. just give those. I got a couple more, but I, you, why don't you guys jump in with some ones you think on a positive note uh, might go that way? I I would say I would say the Saints, depending on what they. It, only thing the Saints need is a quarterback. Yes, all they need. If the Saints get a quarterback, I think they make a rise from seven and ten to be to have a winning record and compete for that division title. Mm-hmm. Um. Believe it or not, uh, I'm going to say I don't think they can do it. But if somehow, some way, the Rams can find a way to get out of salary cap purgatory and make a couple of strategic moves, they have all the pieces in place to be competitor again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say those two. There's a number of other ones, but I'll leave the door open uh, as we continue to discuss it. How about you, B? Uh, a team that I, I can see starting to get back up get back on the saddle, you know, um, and, and just get better from where they were because they'll have he, – he'll start, you know, compiling more of his guys is uh, the Giants. 
I think mm. the Giants going to be okay. You know, even though they made it to the playoff, it was more fool's gold than anything. Yeah. But he starts getting his players in there. I think they'll be good. Uh, another team is Miami, especially with the defensive coordinator coming in. Um, you know, Tua probably getting yeah, back. Yeah, with Fangio ways. down there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Fangio down there with that defense with, you know, yep. Tua. Yep. Tua more than likely being healthy this year going into it. I can see uh, Miami getting better. Um, and then, you know, you got to look at Minnesota. Offensively, they'll be okay. Defensively, they got to find their new uh, their new um, defensive coordinator. You know, if they can find a defensive coordinator, they have the pieces mm-hmm. on defense to play well. They just got to, you know, they got to get somebody in there to run it. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw one more in there when we were just talking about this. I think Sean Payton will get Russell Wilson going in the right direction. Oh, that's right. That's right. And they have they had arguably the best defense. You remember, for a lot of the year, it was least points allowed and least yep. points scored. Yep. That defense is real. Yeah, it is. So I think Denver flips this thing real quick in the well, AFC West. You, you said that. You know how about how about um, how about the Forty Niners? You know, even though they, I can see them being back in the same position they were in before because that defense isn't getting any. Um, it's not going to get worse. It's only going to get better. You know, right. Fonga right. getting a year earlier. Those guys, you know, Green, uh, Greenlaw, and and and, and um, oh, they're loaded Warner playing time. together again. Yeah. And then yeah. offensively, I mean, if they get one quarterback healthy, they're going to be all right. And they're going to have McCaffrey the whole year. Yep, uh, yep. As opposed to after the trade deadline. So yeah, I mean, I they have a really difficult decision to make. You know, whether it's Lance or Purdy because. There's no guarantee that both of those, either one of those yep. guys works out. And yep. Yep. both coming off real injuries. Yep. You know, Trey Lance's was a bad one. And he could be out a year. We still haven't heard yet if uh Purdy's getting surgery or not. So that yep. changes yep. impacts things too, because that's a longer rehab for him. So yep. tough call. I got yeah, one call. I got one more for you. Uh right. Detroit. Yes. Oh, yeah. Detroit. They would have made the play. They went down to the last game of the season. The only reason they didn't get in the playoffs because they got bumped. Yep. On the last game of the season. But look at a young, not just the team. Now they've got they've got some some holes to fill on that defense, but mm-hmm. offensively, look at the young weapons they have on that offense. I agree, Derek. That you team's know, that team is stacked. That team's da- that team's dangerous, man. Yeah. Uh they were nine and eight this year and missed the playoffs. I think yep. the guy can coach too. So that that yep. also uh yep. is a is a big factor. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Uh heading the other way. Tampa. I think Tampa uh, is, is is an uh, Tampa's in, in, in a bad way. That, that's yes. going real fast into the abyss. Oh man! There but what about if, what about if they get the right quarterback though? What about? I still think there there's just a, there's a guys getting up there, man, in, yeah. in certain spots. Um, I I'm not convinced Todd Bowles is the head coach. I think he's a good coordinator. Yeah, yeah. And they kept him on. Um, I mean, possible Derek. If if Aaron Rodgers goes there, he's still got Mike Evans. He's still got Godwin. Sure. True. They don't Cameron have a running Gray. game, and, no. and they never even tried to establish a running game. They they really needed no. some shakeups there. Yeah. Um, did they? Who did they hire as their offensive coordinator? Is that already done? I'm, trying, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't remember. That's key to whatever ends up happening there, because with the approach last year, which just they haven't Brady dropped back 50 times at, at 45 years old was ridiculous. Just ridiculous. <sighs> Dude, come on. What, what what are we thinking about, man? Come on. Yeah. You act like it's a spring chicken. No. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, you're right. If they get Rogers, maybe, but if not, I'll, I'll tell you the other one, man. Like, I don't know what this is going to look like. Um, it's still Bay. vacant. Yeah. It's still vacant. 
It's still vacant. Yeah. They yeah. got to make sure they get the right hire there. Right. Um, Green Bay. I don't know what Julian Love is. Or uh, uh, not Julian uh, Love. What's Jordan Love? Jordan Love. I don't I, know what he is. I deliberately didn't say that because I've already been thinking that that we could be in, in the abyss in Green Bay for years to come mm-hmm. if Jordan Love isn't what they, they think he is. Yeah. If they decide to get rid of Rodgers. Well, he came um, in against us and did all right. Yeah. Yeah. He did he look did. good when he got his opportunity. He did. Yeah. But they haven't gotten any weapons. You gotta get some weapons. Now he can grow with those young kids, but you need a you need a vet. And how many free agent vets are gonna go into Green Bay now with an unproven quarterback? They don't want to go there. I mean, money's one thing, you know. But first of all, you want to play in the Arctic of the North, and then you're gonna go in there and play with a quarterback that that's untested. Now you were one win away from getting to the playoffs uh, with a, with a young, untested, really raw group of receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing could go either way real quick in Green Bay. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, look, I'll, I'll give you another one. I, I'm not sold that Deshaun Watson with a full year under his belt and training camp is going to turn back into Deshaun Watson of Houston days. I don't know. This all, he had a long right. time out of football, man. Yeah, I don't Very disagree. I don't disagree. Um, Cleveland has the horses there. There's there's talent, especially defensive side. There's real talent. That but. entire offensive line is back, with exception mm-hmm. of center. They got to sign their center back. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, you know, Clowney's gone. Yeah, yeah that's not out. a huge loss though. He's out, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it was about time. Yeah, it, I don't it know. It is like, Cleveland though. It, it it is a mistake by the lake. Yeah, so they you know they just hired um, Jim Swartz. They did. Yeah, they yeah. did. Let me Will throw one more at you guys. Yeah. How about the Chargers keeping Staley on board as the head coach? I'm not sure that dude. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm not. I'm. No. I shouldn't say I'm shocked because that's what the Chargers do. But after the moves that he made down the stretch and cost him in the playoffs, he would not be my guy moving forward. But he's still Mm -hmm. there, and you know, see, I think that's the nucleus of players that will win more games than they lose in spite of him. Just like they did this season, but they will continue to be an early exit in a playoff scenario because of him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think in twenty three, if they if they follow suit to twenty two, that front office has to look seriously at bringing in somebody else. You can't keep going in the same direction with this guy. No, nope. that's the Chargers' mo, though. That's what they, they do. They should have hired Peyton, man. But eh, whatever. Uh, all right, last one I'll throw at you, Baltimore. Baltimore's in a weird spot. You know, yeah. <laughs> Lamar's going to get paid, but they – They're aware. Yeah. <laughs> Where is he going to get paid at? Also, um, when you look at that, I mean, that you, you didn't they fire their um, their offensive coordinator? Yep. Uh, they fired their Roman, offensive coordinator. Roman. Greg, Roman. Greg Roman. They parted mm-hmm. ways. They, they mutually parted ways. Yes, he's out. So there's nobody there right now. It's, it's, it's vacant. And that's depending on who the quarterback's going to be. How long will it be vacant? Oh, it's going to be Lamar Jackson. You think? The organization already came out after the season and said he's going to get his money. Number one, and you don't tell you don't tell a general consensus he's getting his money, and then couple that with he will also have a say in who the next OC is. So that tells me he's not going anywhere. Right. You don't say that until you get a deal done. To me, that tells me that they will exhaust every means possible to meet his demands. It, they, he ain't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Why would you say before you sign him that he's going to have a say in who the next OC is? Uh, to me, I thought that was the most ignorant thing you can do. Yeah. You basically handcuffed yourself now. Absolutely. You can't did. go back yeah. on your word. No, nope, because you told everybody. You told yeah. everybody. Oh, yeah. They're, they've they've cornered themselves. I, I, it's yeah. a weird strategy from the organizational standpoint, but they have. They boxed themselves into a corner. Right, right, right. All right. Let me hit you with this one. Um, Matt. On. Go ahead, Jack. I'm sorry. I, 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 I was going to talk about the Cardinals. Oh. <laughs> what direction are they going? Ooh, they don't no, have thank coach. you. No, thank you. <laughs> what are they going to do? And That's the other like thing is, hell. Kyle Murray's not even going to be able to start the season, too, on top of everything else. Oh, man. Likely not with that name. Oh, man. The thing they is, got... they have the pieces in place on both sides of the football to be competitive, but you have an immature quarterback, and you don't know when he's going to be available, like Rob said, with this new thing. They, 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 they're still looking for a coach. Exactly. Who, who wants that job? It doesn't feel like a lot of people want it, man. I take it. Arizona, I'll take it in a minute. You're always looking at weather, man. You would right. go anywhere, <laughs> any situation where the weather's good. You as would long go. as you hey, pass the Mr. Dixie line, he'll tell you with that. Hey, yeah. look, I love cactus. I love deserts. <laughs> I love I love scorpions and lizards and all that oh good stuff. God. Tarantulas. It's I love a coyote all to attack you as you're as Some you're coyote. going out to your car yeah. one day. Oh my That's God. I love it all. I'll take it. There's no head coach and no OC. They still have diesel coordinator and uh, Vance Joseph there, and they still have a special teams coach and Jeff Rogers. Oh, Wait, funny. my wife's saying I'm lying. Are you? You really? You know how I love warm weather. You don't think I? She goes Scorpion. She goes, yeah. You're afraid of bugs. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, I love it. Um, just because I don't like them don't, doesn't mean I'm afraid of them. Uh, I think you're afraid. I think you no, just my brother, my brother's definitely afraid of bugs. And doesn't he live in Arizona half yes. half he lives, season? Yes, yes, he lives in Arizona. He's afraid of bugs. Oh my god, uh, the Madden Simulator guys, the Madden yeah. NFL 23 Simulator is out. Guess what? The Eagles beat the Chiefs 31-17 in the Super Bowl, according Ooh. to the Madden Simulator. Jalen Hurts is the MVP. He goes 26 of 33, 282 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, 10 rushes, 88 yards, and a touchdown. Can you imagine if Jalen Hurts has that kind of day? Yes. MVP. Oh, my God. Now, does the story go on to say how many times? You know, when they use these simulators, uh, they'll tell you how many times they were right compared to wrong. Did they tell you what the simulator's record is in picking oh, Super Bowl winners? No. Let me see if I can find it. A lot of times they tell you they tell you that kind of stuff. Okay, so the last Super Bowl the Madden simulator got right was Super Bowl 54. It said that the Chiefs would beat the 49ers and that Mahomes would be the MVP. So three Super Bowls ago, okay. So the, yeah, the simulator missed on two Super Bowls before that, including it predicted that the Patriots would beat the Eagles mm. back in Super Bowl 52. It missed that one. Throw a simulator out. Throw it out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> throw all the credibility out. just yeah. went flying out just the window. Throw that thing out the window right now. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, but that's you know, for, for what it's worth. All right, let's uh, let's sneak one in. We'll come back. Uh, get your chat section questions ready, guys. Throw a question mark in front of it. We'll take the best ones when we come back. And also, we'll get some birthdays for you, some movies, some more Eagles Super Bowl discussion as well. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 
58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Back as we are, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Uh, we'll be back later tonight, guys. We're doing a little uh, road to Glendale uh, from six to seven this evening. So if you want to hang out with us, we'll be back uh, tonight. Uh, all right. So I get it. Before we get to the questions, uh, according to Keith Pompey, Sixers guard Furkan Korkmaz has requested a trade prior to the deadline on Thursday. What I have to say to that is my gas tank is full. Ferk, give me the address. I'll pick you up, and I will get you very quickly to the airport, my man. We'll make that happen. You don't have to worry about Uber. You don't have to worry about a cab or public transportation. I got you, personally, and I'll, I'll take it out of my own gas money. I got you, Ferk. We'll get you there. Don't worry. Give me a break. I mean, come on, man. What's wrong? What's wrong with you, Rob? Come on, man. Where's your compassion? Because, oh, <laughs> make a play, dude. Okay? I mean, oh. All right. All right. Anyway. Um, all right. So, uh, 
right. Uh, let's hit a couple here. Let's go Zach Sweeney. Uh, did you think the NFL will listen to the people that let Mama Kelsey flip the coin, or you think that that might mess it up as they always do? It's a funny. It's a funny question. I don't. I don't think that that'll end up happening. No. It might be kind of cool though, man. Yeah, she it comes would out be, her man. half her half chief, half eagle jersey. Right. 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 I think right. it'd be really a cool thing, personally. Um, but will they do it or not? I don't know. I really don't know at this point. Let's go mood swing Bella. She's got a good one. What kind of game does Hassan Reddick have in order to win the Super Bowl MVP? Barrett, I'll let you take that one. What's he? What kind of numbers does he have to put up? Um, he's got two and a half sacks, bro. He gets two and a half sacks, we win this game. Because that mm-hmm. means you're touching him. You're around him so much that he, he, he's really thrown off how he throws the ball. Because, you know, okay. if you have two and a half on your side, you know, that means the other side's going to be eaten also. So that means at, at the very least five sacks. Okay. You put in a five-sack game, that means he's getting touched a lot. That means he's not moving as well as he should be able to move with that ankle. Yep. And you're, you're getting home. Yeah, good one. Uh, let's go Big Will. Big William has one. Robbie, over under 64, man. Ooh, William, that's a tough number, mm. man. That's a lot, man. That's a, that's a lot. Um, beginning of the season, I think that he had a lot more because people just didn't know how to defend him. Yeah. Um, you know, they still don't know how to defend him, but they at least know, all right, we're going to make you beat us with the pass, not the run. And then he wow. showed he can do that too. But it's just tough, man, because that's a lot. Dude, there's lots of running backs. Don't, I think what um, Miles Sanders probably is, his, his numbers are probably around 55. And we're talking about the quarterback. Uh, I'd probably go under. Yeah, and it does. I, like he, I think he might get in the fifties, and, and if he's in the fifties, that's pretty good. But see, the only thing is, when you look at how they defend, and we know that they like to lay a lot of man to man. Those are the type of games that open up, and he, yeah. he feeds off that. True. Very. Yeah. You know what? So, Barry, you think over? I'm thinking. Over. I'm going to say under only because I think with the running game coupled with the passing game, he won't have to put that put that um that globe on his shoulders yeah. because everything else around him is working to the satisfaction of the coaching staff. So yeah. it will keep his numbers down. Good point, Gunner. Yeah. Uh, okay. I still Kevin. think it's over. You know what I'm saying? Just because. I think he's under Barrett. That's all I'm saying. All right. Okay. Yeah, we had another over under question. How many times has Barrett hit White Castle and and the uh, the emodium? After after his White Castle trip, well, at least two, at two. least three times I'm gonna get White Castles. I don't no, need them on him. I got an ironclad stomach that's 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 it's totally used to. to He's to, White Castle proofed yes. long long ago, man. He's not getting White Castle three times because of commitments. He will have to eat at the places that is closer to where he is. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Well, and where's he, White Castles at, Derek? In Scottsdale. How far and is that from where I am? Stadium is in Glendale. I don't know where you're staying. Where are you staying? I'll let you know. Where are you staying? It depends. Uh, let me see. Hold on, because I need to know. I need to know too, because I know to know that. Uh, the, Does White Castle serve breakfast sandwiches too? They do. But they 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 serve they serve um, breakfast muskrat. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I can't take him nowhere, y'all. No, you can't. No. can't take him nowhere. You won't have to deal with him on this trip. <laughs> That's the Once. problem. That's his yeah. biggest loss. I won't all, be right, all, right, all right, I am in. Don't give the exact. Just I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to be at, uh, in Phoenix. Oh, you're Phoenix. staying in downtown Phoenix. Okay. So right. with the traffic congestion, it's at least on a normal day, it's a good 15, 20-minute drive, 20 minutes. With traffic and you're 20 minutes away and you got all these commitments morning, afternoon, and evening. No, you'd be lucky to get to White Castle two times. It would be a miracle if you get to Scottsdale. Unless there's an assignment, unless there is a Eagles pep rally in Scottsdale or 
you have some some interview they need you to do in Scottsdale. That's the only way you're getting out there more than once or twice. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, 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 I'm going totally, to give him one. I'm going to say one appearance. Yeah, I'm going I'm, under. I am I'm, totally committed to this, though. You're only, you only committed to try to spite me. That's the only reason you're committed <laughs> no, to it. I, no, I'm committed to it because I love White Castles. That's why I'm committed to it. I'm totally committed to it, man. All right, I, I so get it. I know, Derek, you have this kind of change just laying around, but Daniel Snyder's Potomac Estate in, uh, in, in Alexandria – Virginia, Virginia. Yep. has just dropped. It's on the market now yep. for a mere $49 million. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I saw that like about in November. Uh-huh. I got to look this up. I gotta oh, you got to see it, dude. Million dollars. It's insanity. Yeah. And then somebody counted. We brought it up uh, in, in early January, and somebody brought up he has a home in France or somewhere like that. Yes. But I knew he had a home in Virginia. And I, at the report I saw back then was, the value it was valued at 45 million so he must have been asking in the 50s somewhere now it's dropped to the high 40s Hunter, he just bought it that's the other weird thing about what this. do you mean just bought it how long ago he bought it uh in, in 2021 i mean two years ago for 48 million what yeah for how much 48 million in and he's 2021 asking 49, so he wants to make yeah, a million dollars he wants to just he wants to come out and, you know okay. break off a little something that tells me he's selling the team then if you're giving up that kind of a state in in less than two full years yeah he's out you, you you're gone somewhere you you got somebody who's ready to buy your team you just ready to cash it all in yep. and get the heck out of dodge yeah he's out see. there 49 million mm-hmm. that's b brooks kind of money right there man <laughs> how many acres is it uh hold on let's see if i can find how many acres of this oh man i don't know i'll pull, I'll pull it up okay I'm, I'm i'm looking yeah there's god it, it, the insanity let's see all right uh it's in alexandria sixteen thousand square foot house he's got an additional carriage home uh he set a new record for the most expensive home sale in the dmv in the history of the dmv it was bought from well, we don't need to get into that, but he he he's he's now looking to, to sell it. Uh he's he's asking for a million over what he bought. Let's see, 15 acres. It's over 15 acres. Over 15 acres, okay. It's a French chateau inspired home, completed in 04. Yeah, I I don't know all the details. It's insane looking if you see it. It's right off of the water. Where are you looking at it? I just Google searched Dan Snyder uh, house for sale and okay. you'll see pictures of it. But yeah, so that, that bad boy's on the market. Just chump change, 49 hey, million. You hey know. Barrett, you looking for a property? Why don't you buy that? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Too, long commute. Too uh-huh. long commute. Too long commute. Hey, since the advent of Zoom and StreamYard, you can do everything right from home. That's true. That's true. All right, let's uh let's hit some birthdays and then we will uh we'll swing it back to the Eagles, guys. Uh there are a lot today. There are a lot. All right. So uh Ronald Reagan, former US president, was born on this date, served two two terms from 80 to 88. Uh in nineteen eleven, Ronald Reagan was born. Uh Babe Ruth was born on this day, eighteen ninety-five, the Bambino. Uh George Herman is his real name. Bob Marley. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Died at the age of 36. Man. Yeah, he did. From a rare form of cancer under his, his toe. Started Jeez. under his toe like a mel- like a melanoma under his toe, and he refused. They said he could have gotten rid of it if he had amputated his toe, and he refused to do it. Yeah. 
And, and people were playing. telling him like, man, because yeah. he would play soccer all the time in bare feet. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, dude, you gotta, you gotta get that looked at. I'm fine, man. You know, nothing you know, <laughs> spread all the way. Buffalo through. soldiers. Yeah. Yep. In the heart of America. Uh, Axel Rose of uh, Guns and Roses is 61 today. Is uh, is Axel Rose? Uh, Derek's favorite, Rick Astley, never going to give you up, is 57 years old. All right, so uh, he is 57. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Mike Farrell from MASH, he played BJ Honeycutt, is 84 today. Jeez, 84 wow. today. Mm. Uh, Robert Talzin, who, uh, who man, I, I wish he, I don't know, he just kind of disappeared. He was awesome. Robert Talzin. I love him. I love him. 66, man. 66? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, he's 66 today. Tom Brokaw, NBC News stalwart. Yep. Uh, 83 years young today is Tom Brokaw. Uh, the actress Charlie Heaton, actor Charlie Heaton, is 29 years old today. Um, Aaron Burr, former uh, vice president, uh, was born on this day in 1756. <laughs> Zsa Zsa Gabor. Born yep. on this day in 1917. Hey, hey, was that strong? She was, I strong? was, I, you know what? I saw a picture of her today. No, her sister was stronger. Yeah, but the one that played on Green Acres, Ava Gabor. Both, you know. What, Rob? Look, you're right. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> if, you, Go ahead, if, you, Rob. if you caught them in the 1940s, it was strong. <laughs> <laughs> all right? That's all I'm saying, man. <laughs> she know. was 99 years old, bro. Yeah. yeah, she lived a long life. She did. Uh, Natalie Cole, great singer. Again, yeah. someone we lost way too young. Uh, Nat's uh, Nat King Cole's daughter. She was born in 1950. Rip Torn, the actor, born on this day in 1931. Uh, Kathy Jimmy, the actor, is 66 today. Uh, Fabian, the singer from the 50s. I mentioned him because he's a Philadelphia guy. Philadelphia Barrett's, Barrett's boy. Barrett's favorite. Uh, Amy Robach, who has been in the heart of the, the storm here. With her uh, getting kicked off of Good Morning America or whatever it was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, whole yeah. thing, that whole craziness. She and uh, she and the guy both got kicked off. They both got mm-hmm. kicked off. Forty nine. Haven't years resurfaced old. yet. I can't wait till that. Wait till that book comes out or, or that Ooh. exclusive interview. That's going to be Ooh. explosive, man. When that comes out. Um, yeah, and that's that's what I got for birthdays. What you guys have some uh, some good ones here? Uh, I Already? got uh, I got some movies if not. Mike I got, Robb. I got a bunch. All right. Yeah. Mike Robb, NFL Network. Good for him. Yeah, cool Penn dude. State. Michael Robinson. Yep. yep. He's 40. Um, Coach Cam Cameron, 62. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, just from just from um, Chris Humphreys, he married, what's her name, for for a hot week or a hot three days or something Oh, yeah, like former NBA. She was, he was married with uh, Kardashian for five Yeah, minutes. Kardashian, yeah, for yep. like – a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. That, that's it for me. Okay. Gunner? Uh, Alice Eve. You ever see the movie She's Out of My League? Funny movie. Okay. Uh, that's a good movie. She's 41. Uh, Crystal Reed from Crazy Stupid Love Movie is 38. Hmm. Uh, Chris Humphreys. Did you say Chris Humphreys? Yeah, Barry mm-hmm. just said. Yep. I didn't know I didn't know he was married to Kim Kardashian at one point. He was. For like a week. Yeah, yeah. it didn't, It was a short one, man. Yeah. Uh, he's th- uh, was Dane Dane DeHaan who played in uh, the Amazing Spider-Man one and two. He's from Allentown. He's thirty-seven. Okay. Uh, Jermaine Curse, thirty-three. Pedro Alvarez who played uh, first base and third base, thirty-six. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
was it Ama Ama Diop uh, from the movie Message Message of the King from the King? You see that one, B Brooks? Mm-mm. Message from the King. I've seen movie. that. Okay. Uh, Kevin Looney uh, from the Golden State Warriors. Oh, yeah, good player. Good player. Uh, by the way, from the great city of Milwaukee. Hey, uh, just out there. And then Tom Tupa. Tom Tupa. Seven teams in his NFL career. Punter and a quarterback. Yes. He's 56 now. That's yeah. right. He was a quarterback, too. Quarterback yeah, at Ohio State. State. Yeah. yeah. He was a Cardinal Barrett back in yeah, the Yeah, that's what I know yeah. from. Yeah. He was a good punter. Right. He yeah. was the rare guy. Danny White did this, too, who even in the NFL did both. Oh, yeah. You never yep. see that anymore. No, heck no. Randall used to try to do it with punting. Randall could do it. Yeah, Randall could but... have been an all-pro punter if that's what he, the, the route he chose. <laughs> right. That dude. <laughs> he of course, has leg, man. Of course, with the way they protect kickers and punters nowadays, this would be the perfect era for somebody to try to be a kicker and punter. Right. Good point. You can't touch them now. So. Right. You can't even line up over a snapper now. No, you breathe on them. Yeah, it's a yeah. penalty. You fake the pass, too. Uh, all right, movies. Let me hit a couple here. Um uh, Miracle, one of my all-time favorites yep. with the uh, 1980 U.S. men's uh, ice hockey team who upset Russia, uh, was this day in 2004. One of the great performances by uh, by uh, Kurt Russell. Phenomenal. Kurt Russell, yep. Phenomenal. Barbershop 2 came out this day in 2004. Yep. Great movie. Course, they did four of those, I think? Yep. Yeah. Four of them. The, la- the last two, and it should have stopped at two. Yeah, first two were definitely a much different level. Mm-hmm. He's Just Not That Into You, uh, 2009, with the – it was a lot of people in that one. It's a big cast. Uh, uh, what is it? Cor- Coraline. Is that how you say it? I don't even know. In 2009, mm. the movie Coraline. Uh, Coraline. And that's all I got. Uh, Jupiter Ascending in 2015. SpongeBob the movie. Sponge Out of Water, 2015. <laughs> one of the movies Barry used to sit at his desk and re- watch when we were trying to get ready for shows. <laughs> you want to hear something <laughs> So No, no. Listen, truthfully. Hollis Thomas watches, still watches SpongeBob to this day. Like what? He watches it all the time. Why? I don't know. He's, he likes it. <laughs> First of all, we're talking about Hollis Thomas. Okay. We Hollis know is a different cat. He's a little we, different. We yeah. know he ain't playing with a full deck to begin uh-huh. with. So I'm not what, surprised. What are you eating, man? What am I eating? Yeah, man. I can't you can't stop on can't air, stop. man. I'm sorry. Look, I'm hungry, man. I'm not what? bothering you. Don't bother me. What what is it though? Spicy Doritos. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I can't, look, if you need White Castle, I can eat what I want. Okay? Oh my God. Okay. Why are you put, like you know, to, to steal a line from Barrett? Why are you put? Why are you put my family out there? <laughs> no, because I looked up and caught you in between um, 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 putting in your mom. Like, what is that? I didn't oh know what it was. God. Spicy Doritos, man. What you want? Uh, it looked like yeah. it looked like Cheetos at first. Yo, Xander go chicken. We ain't heard from Xander all week. Agreed, B. Brooks. Have some discipline, D-Gun. Show's over in six minutes. You know what? Yeah, gauntlet laid down there. (laughs) Just for that? Now he's just going to go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. He's not even going to be able to speak the rest of the way. Right, right, right. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. So, we, like I mentioned, throughout the rest of the week, we are going to have reports each and every day from Arizona. Uh, Barrett will be there in person on Thursday and Friday for sure. But we – uh. We are in the midst of lining folks up for the rest of the week, so we get you the latest on what's happening. So tonight is media night. This is where everybody and their mother gets talked to. I, the one funny dynamic, guys, is going to be this. If you get either the little kid or the goofball non-sports fan asking questions, I think Nick Sirianni plays along with it and does does a good job playing. So will Kelsey and so will a lot of them. 
Jalen Hurts doesn't play that. No. Like, no. how is that going to work if someone's trying to be a goofball and Jalen Hurts is like, I didn't hear a question about the Chiefs, man. Like, you know what I mean? He is – he's business. But he might look at him like he got a third eye on the middle of his head. Yeah. He might look at you like that. Yeah. Um, like, that stare could could literally kill you. You know think- another guy like that? James Bradbury is the same way. Is yeah. He? Yeah, because yeah. he, he, he doesn't joke too much. You know, he's, he's one of those – yeah, no nonsense type of guys, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know what, though? I think if it's for a kid, they might kid loosen maybe, up a little but bit. But if it's just some goofball reporter, I don't know that, that Jalen plays with that. No, I don't think there's any kids, reporter. though. There's the, huh? there's the, there's yeah, the, they do. That, they yeah, do? Barry, some of these. Yeah, like Nick, these, Nickelodeon will, will throw yeah, a kid that, out there yeah, or yes. something like that. You know why? Because that's the perfect buffer to get a to get an athlete to turn answers. When you got got 100 people standing there, a lot of people yelling questions don't get their questions answered. Right, but the easiest way to get a question at put a kid up near the front, number one, or put some woman dressed a certain way, number two. Never <laughs> fail. about that. It never fails. It, it never fails. I've seen too many times this happens. Yeah. Uh, athlete will stop and ask the question just because a certain person is standing in front you of you. Are him. correct, sir, about that. Excuse, one. Excuse, excuse, oh, she said something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> and, and usually and usually it's in a broken language. They bring yes. it, they import them in from different countries. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? No, Rob, right. Rob, am I telling the truth? No, and it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm staying out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Right. I'm telling you. On that note, uh, all right. So we're back tomorrow, same time. Want to thank Xander Kraus. Want to thank everybody in the chat section, everybody streaming. Gunner's got his Doritos. Yes, we're happy for you. Uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow, same time, three hours of power. Don't go anywhere. You got the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. So everybody, have a great rest of your day. We will see you guys tomorrow. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. At Parker, our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.